Welcome to the International Space Training Center. You're here today to train for the greatest adventure in the history of mankind, the exploration of deep space. Come on, baby. Let's exercise. Come on, baby. Let's exercise. So glad you could come along. I am the Dream Finder. Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 577. And I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with the podcast, my live video broadcast on Facebook every Wednesday night, videos, blog, special events, and more. Whether it's your first time visiting the parks where you've been hundreds of times, whether you're planning a vacation, or just love the history, details, secrets, and stories, there's something in the show for you, because each week, I'm going to take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between. If you're a new listener, thank you for being here. Welcome. Please go back, check out some or all the past episodes for interviews, top tens, reviews, and more. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and find everything else over at www.radio.com. So with more than 30 different resorts on property, Walt Disney World has a place to stay, play, and dine for every budget, theme, and kind of immersive experience. And with so many options to choose from, we're going to look at the top 10 Walt Disney World resorts. Beyond just why you should stay at a Walt Disney World resort, we'll explore not just the most luxurious or expensive, but we'll take into account other factors including location, theming, dining options, amenities, activities, room types and decor, cost, nostalgia, and more, and of course, I'll ask you to share your favorite resorts and why. I'll then announce the winner of last week's $100 Disney gift card giveaway and share how you can not only help spread the word, but enter for a chance to win another $100 in Disney gift cards this week. Then stay tuned to the end of the show. We'll all have more information about upcoming WW Radio events, our next meet of the month during the Disney Princess Half Marathon weekend, a very special location for this week's WW Radio live show on Wednesday, your voicemails and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. When Walt Disney World opened on October 1st, 1971, there were two, count them, two properties that guests could stay at. Disney's Contemporary Resort and Disney's Polynesian Resort. Fort Wilderness didn't open until November 19th. Today, there's about 35 different resorts and hotels 
29 of which I believe are official Walt Disney World properties, and they range from the budget-friendly to intimate to opulent, from theming from the whimsical to the uh, grandiose and everything in between, and no matter where you choose, you are uniquely immersed in not just the Disney bubble, but really the Disney experience. And that starts not when you first step foot in the door at your resort, but even before, when you board your Magical Express or even when you start planning your vacation online and in-app. And each Walt Disney World resort comes with built-in perks that are sort of icing on the oh-so-very-delicious cake, including magic bands, free, count it, free transportation, Exclusive early morning access, fast pass, the list goes on and on. But with so many choices, it also can be overwhelming. Like, where do we stay? What room type? What view? What theme? What category? Where do we eat first? Etc., etc., etc. And so, to help you wade through the myriad of wonderful options, we're going to look, I can't believe, for the first time ever, at our top 10. Walt Disney World Resorts. And you know that when you hear top 10, you know it's probably not a top 10, but that fun times are ahead. And when you open up your dictionary and turn to the page with fun times on it, you'll find the name and picture of little Timmy Foster from Celebrations Magazine because he's the only guy who's still using a paper dictionary. So Timmy Foster, it is so good to see you again. Ish. Thanks, buddy. I'm in the dictionary. <laughs> You're in the dictionary. There's a lot of things that'll I, be like see Tim Foster. <clears throat> I thought I was under Bananas Foster, but that's You're you're under uh, Yes, I think fault. I think there's a lot of cross-referencing going on in uh in your in your dictionary. But but for this top 10-ish, um I also think that there are so many differing opinions and factors that could play in a part in determining what I think is a very subjective top 10 list. So I decided to invite a few other friends to join in this, maybe, well, I guess it's not the first ever, but it's a really a top 10 roundtable discussion. I am still a person who believes in ladies first. Chivalry will never be dead in the Mungella household. I want to welcome back to the show, Susanna Otis from Xanaland.com. Hello, it's great to be here again. You may remember Xanaland from such shows. I remember sitting out at the uh, Trader Sam's Lanai in the shadows of the great ceremonial house with the waterfalls behind us talking about something Polynesian related. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that was one of my favorites. I can't remember the topic either, but I know we had something to drink. So (laughs) Obviously, Susanna had multiple drinks because she can't remember the topic. I don't remember either, but I think it was maybe after the Polynesian had reopened after some of the updates. It might have just been Trader Sam's. It could have been. Maybe. It could have been. Yeah, you were you sampled many many things on the menu. So, uh, but it was a fun <laughs> time. And if I was if I was better prepared, I would have that show number ready. But I'm not. But I think you've also been on other shows and live broadcasts and things like that in I the past. Yes. Um, also coming back to the show is a person. He's a marvelous friend, and that would marvel. It was very deliberate. He is Scott Atwood from the Main Street Mouse. Yes, thank you, Lou, for having me back. <clears throat> you may remember Scott from such shows as the Marvel Day at Sea review, I believe. And I think that was the only one. 
Gosh, that was a good time. <laughs> that was a good. I mean, it, it was the that first was my one. Favorite don't call show, it, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Don't You're call welcome. it the only one. You got to call it the first one. First so. of many. How about that? Well, and part of the reason why <laughs> I um, I wanted you guys to come and join me was, uh, you know, I invited what is what what Kermit said. I invited dignitaries from around the world. Unfortunately, none of them showed up. But we all recently toured some Walt Disney World resorts. And I think it was at that time that as we were going around and seeing some resorts that I hadn't been to in a long time, that had I not done a top 10, Tim, have we literally never done a top 10 resorts in Walt Disney World? I think we've done variations on the theme. But not sort of just the best of the best. by themselves. Name name 10 resorts. No, I don't think we've done. I think we've done, you know, I think we've done Christmas and, you know, favorite cuddle places. Did we do that? I don't know if we did that. But uh, (laughs) no, and you you told me just name 10 resorts. So I'm I am ready to go with this one. And Tim is once again incredibly well prepared. Well, very well prepared. And I I, I guess from what you said earlier, you invited dignitaries and important people around the world. So I feel I feel really dumb that I. I guess I had an out for this and I didn't take it. So here I am. So, but I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm I happy to have you here. And look, when, when, and Saturday get, night, full confession, everybody. I have nothing else to do. What are you confessing? <laughs> that is Saturday night at around uh, eight o'clock. And it's way past your bedtime. I understand. So, no, but look, again, <clears throat> to all of you, you know, again, Tim and I don't really talk about these ahead of time, which he loves. But when I said top 10, you know, I I was trying to be clear to everybody. I don't necessarily mean, excuse me, the most expensive, most luxurious, but I think there's a lot of other elements that, sorry, there are factors in coming up with this top 10 list, including location, theming, dining options, amenities, activities, room types, decor, costs. I'm going to mention dining options again because it really is that important, et cetera, et cetera. And I wanted to bring on additional voices too because I know, one, you guys have not only visited but have stayed at um, a lot of, if not all, the Walt Disney Resorts on property. I can say I've actually stayed everywhere on property at least once other than Shades of Green. It's the only one that I have not stated. Although we talked about it on the Walt Disney World from a military perspective back on show 108. It was a long time ago. Um, but I really, really want to stay there so I can complete it and eat at Mangino's, which will complete my entire like checklist of eating at every single dining location in Walt Disney World. But I, I know that, I think we, I think we all have personal... Um, favorites and individual factors that may be more important to us than other people. So I think the more voices on this one, the better, right? And and there's no right, there's no wrong answer because I think different resorts are interesting to different people for different reasons. Um, some are beloved due to a sense of nostalgia or emotion or memories Others for more practical reasons like cost and location and access and, yeah, even availability. Um, And I think choosing the resort is such an important part of the vacation planning experience. Dare I say, almost if not more than even, 
your fast passes and your ADRs. Um, so I actually want to start off with a question for you guys, which I know normally makes Tim um, very, very concerned. Um, when we talk about like going to Walt Disney World and staying, a lot of people, and I'm sure you guys get the question too, all of you, about staying on property versus off site. Um, I, I think... You know, when Walt Disney World introduced the value resort category many years ago, it became a little bit harder to justify, especially with all of the on-property advantages. Um, Although I think places like Disney Springs and the Good Neighbor Hotels and what they offer make them an option as well. Um, Do Have you guys stayed at some of the off-property or Disney Springs hotels or those things that sometimes you either go to or recommend to people? I definitely have. Um, I've stayed at a few just to tour them and see what they have to offer. And then, I mean, just sometimes out of necessity, if you need a place to stay and price is a factor, sometimes there are some better deals on the Disney Springs and the surrounding area hotels. But as far as theming and being immersed in where you want to be, I don't think Disney can be beat. No, I, I agree with Suzanne on that. Um, we've stayed at a couple of the Disney Springs hotels, um, and they're they're fine to just stay at. But there's really nothing that makes them Disney. I mean, to me, it's um, you lose that the magic of Disney there. You get a lot of the amenities, but not everything. And it's just it it doesn't feel like you're at Disney necessarily when you're there. To me, Tim, have you ever stayed in any of the the Disney Springs hotels or? Uh, Bonnet Creek, or even some of the Gateway hotels. Other hotels there. That's cool. <laughs> no, I, I've one time I stayed at Disney, well downtown Disney at the time, Hilton, I think it was. But I, I have stayed off property a few times. But in fact, Lou, I'm coming down. Actually, I don't know where you are if you're in Florida <laughs> or Europe or Hong Kong right now. But I am coming down in another week or so. So. For real, let's hang out. And I'm staying off property, full confessional. And, um, and and to be clear, Tim ensures that his trips do always overlap when I am traveling somewhere out of the state. So the day you arrive so you're, is... you're not going to be there. Of course I'm not going to be here. Ah, fantastic. Here goes my boathouse dinner. Uh, <laughs> and I would have, uh, we would have done the boathouse thing the right way, I promise you. Uh-huh. Now, I've, I've stayed off-site a few times. Um, the dis- lack of Disney theming is – it's a trade-off, the Disney theming fully immersed. I got to admit these days there is a big difference in cost and availability, especially now because every uh, Disney seems more crowded than ever all throughout the year. Well done, Disney, but kind of makes it hard to plan that trip out ahead of time when everything is booked up. Although I've since learned uh, maybe don't time your – trips when the the cheerleader football teams are all descending upon disney world for their trips that's what i ran into this time um the one piece of disney theming i know i always miss if i'm staying off property is that ride on the magic bus from the orlando airport i don't get to see the cartoons and i'm very sad (laughs) yeah i mean i'm I'm hoping for more of a a sympathetic reaction than awe but um I've, um, I've actually I've never been on one. Uh, never, never been on, on a Magical Express? No, because I'm here, so I haven't had oh. to come back to here. Well, <laughs> go to uh, 
Tennessee, get on a plane, come down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but whatever. So uh, I've, I've stayed, uh, again, I have stayed over the years, especially when I lived in New Jersey and I was traveling down a lot. You know, for me, I just needed, I didn't need the theming. I didn't even need the location. I just needed a place to stay. So it was a great opportunity slash excuse for me to stay at um, some of the official hotels. And they are official hotels in the Disney Springs area, um, even at Bonnet Creek. Uh, the Swan and Dolphin, you can sort of classify however you want. I mean, technically, they're not owned by Walt Disney World, although they are sort of right in the quote-unquote middle of the magic. I will still say, I, I still believe that they may have the most comfortable beds on property. Those Weston heavily, heavenly beds are to die for, and Blue Zoo is right downstairs. However, uh, however, again, depending on when you go and um, availability and timing, you know, you can't, the value resort hotels can start as low as $99 a night. And then obviously going up to things like, you know, deluxe villas, you're in a very different um, room category. And then certainly even with things like Four Seasons, which, again, not an official Walt Disney World Resort, but technically it is on or within the confines of property. So there's a lot of different things that play into consideration here. Uh, Susanna, while I still believe in ladies first, I always uh, have to start with little Timmy Foster. So, Tim. No, no, I wanted to go. Understandable. No, 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 I defer. No, I know you don't want to go first. I defer till the second half. I can't mess up the streak, you know? Tim, the fact that you don't want to go first, have you not learned? The fact that you don't want to go first is exactly why I want you to go first. So, I want you to give us, and here comes the go with me here. I know. No, yeah, go, well, no, because I, I, whatever rudimentary list I came up with, I feel I was going to lead off with the swan and the dolphin, and I feel like you knocked that no, off. I, no, I, I was, no, I was I, including no, I it. I got nothing. So, was, <laughs> so well, all right, if you're going to make me go first, we're going to, I'll go away from the swan and dolphin if it's that horrific. No, 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 I, listen, no, no, I no, just no, no. said I, I love the swan. I don't want to upset you. I know it's a comfortable place. I know it's got your food, I just said, I love the swan and dolphin. It's in the, I have to mute Tim Foster. Wait, resort. I love the swan and dolphin. It's in the middle of the magic and it has blue zoo and the fountain and the bloody Marys at the dolphin bar um, on Sunday mornings. And you can walk to Epcot and walk to Hollywood studios and the wonderful world of Batu. So now I'm going to unmute Timmy Foster. So not oh uh, that's how it goes okay so not only did you try to knock it out of contention you put it back in contention and then you stole it from it. <laughs> so let's take a quick down towards uh, the international gateway because I'm going to go to the yacht club which is my favorite resort at Walt Disney World and I'm going to wait see there's more people here I can't cheat as badly as I normally do because I, I would put the yacht and beach club together but... you can you can put them together. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's well, okay. So uh, the Yacht Club slash Beach Club, uh, I love it for a multitude of reasons, not the least of which the Beach Club is home to the, unless this has changed recently, the closest resort room to an entrance to any Walt Disney Park. 1501. Actually, yeah, I actually took a picture of the door. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds creepy, um, but I, I have it. I I'm, I'm, was kind of worried if there was somebody in there wondering what this creepy guy was doing and taking a picture of my door. But um, yeah, it's very close to Epcot, uh, right near my f- favorite place in all of Walt Disney World, the walkway that goes underneath the bridge that leads to Epcot. 
But the entire resort, uh, the fact that it's all interconnected, you can walk all the way through, uh, get see that subtle shift of theming between the beach club and the yacht club as you wander by. Storm along Bay, probably one of the, if not the best pool in all of Walt Disney World at the resorts. Um, some of the best restaurants and the theming in both. The theming of both resorts is beautiful. I will say I like the Yacht Club a little bit more. Uh, the Yacht Club, though, is a little bit farther, a bit more of a walk, which is a lot was a lot easier 20 years ago than it is today, I will confess. But, <laughs> but there is nothing like on a typical... February. What is it today, Lou? Like ninety six degrees down there. Just about. 94? Just about. Just yeah. Winter. About. Winter so, lasted about four days. So yeah. There's the, the one one nice thing I like about the yacht club. This speaks nothing to the amenities of the yacht club. Is the ability from if you're at the far end of the yacht club, you can walk all the way through to the door by the aforementioned closest room to a Walt Disney World resort in air conditioned comfort before you have to go out into that. Wonderful Florida weather for a short little jaunt over to the International Gateway, where I immediately go into the shop to cool down because that was too much even for me to handle. But <laughs> uh, but again, the theming of both resorts is absolutely beautiful and uh, ties in with the boardwalk and everything else that goes on around at uh, Epcot. And I think one of my – we talked about this before. One of my – I'm finally here at Walt Disney World moments occurred at the Yacht Club when I it's the moment when you arrive at Walt Disney World and you realize the whole world just melted away and I'm here. And it was when I went through the Yacht Club, through the front, checked in, went out the back. It was in the morning. I'm looking out over Crescent Lake. There's nobody there. And this is my happy place at Walt Disney World. And I just had that thought. I'm home. And we can get that so many places at Walt Disney World. For me, it happens at the Yacht Club. And there's so much to talk about. I think I've talked about taking my shoes off and walking up the inclined ramp by the Yacht Club store. So I won't bring that up again because it's kind of a weird story. (laughs) So uh, that's my Yacht Beach Club love. We can all pile on and say what you like about it. So first things first, um, I think the title of your autobiography should be It's Kind of a Weird Story. Because many okay. of your stories start with that line. Um, Susanna and Scott, <laughs> was Yacht and or Beach Club on your list? And if so, why? Definitely. <laughs> um, I'll just go, I guess. Uh, it was on there for me, primarily Beach Club. Um, that's I've actually, I guess I've stayed at Yacht Club once, probably for like a mom's panel thing. But I've only stayed like with family at Beach Club. So that's like my favorite of the two um, for the all the reasons that Tim mentioned, the location, um, the atmosphere. It's very serene and relaxing. Uh, the views, even if, you know, you're just hanging out on the grounds. I think there's so much to look at. Seeing the boardwalk across Crescent Lake is always beautiful, especially at night. Um, the, the ability to walk to Epcot, take a boat to studios and now of course with the skyliner station you can skyliner over to the studios as well the pool i think i said already fireworks views if you want to cross over to the boardwalk so yeah i think it's a great choice for a central location and lots of amenities i honestly have never stayed there at either one of them um actually had never toured it till we did it just a couple weeks ago so i never got to see um 
what they had to offer, but I was impressed by it. it is not on my list. I will say that I, uh, because I hadn't stayed there or even had visited somebody I knew was staying there. I didn't put it on my list. Um, but I'm, I definitely, from hearing what you've all said, though, I would like to go and check it out more and learn more about the property what there's to offer there. So oh, Beach Club, to go. we're all going. Right. I think we should do a weekend getaway. You know, a little, uh, yeah, the presidential suite is fine. I think. <laughs> what was that one room we saw? The um, the turret suite. Yeah, the turret suite, suite. at oh, the yacht club. Dear. Yeah, that's but, usually where Tim stays. That's sort of the yeah. way Tim rolls. Um, yeah. In fact, I think I left something there under the. If you're there, I think my slippers are. <laughs> yeah that 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 two it was a two bedroom i mean it really was basically an apartment um mm-hmm. with a with a sitting room at that turret that overlooked the uh the promenade that sort of walks into yacht club as well as the water outside and the pool area it was beautiful you know of the two i i really separated them out and for me beach club is the one that that i prefer there's something um, charming and elegant, yet still warm and comfortable about that New England style theming. Again, it's not just location and proximity to Epcot. I love being on Crescent Lake. You can take boats out on Crescent Lake. Breathless, how I miss you so. If you guys remember, Breathless was that 29-foot mahogany boat that you used to be able to take out and go on to Crescent Lake. Um there's now the new, um, uh, the recently updated Beaches and Cream, Cape May Cafe, Martha's Vineyard Lounge. I mentioned Cape May Cafe for breakfast and dinner. Um, I prefer it a little bit more over Yacht Club. It's just a personal preference in terms of theming, although I do give Yacht Club a lot of love for their dining options as well. Um and I'm certainly talking about the Yachtsman Steakhouse, one of, although possibly not the very best steaks on property. Um, I think Stormal. Go ahead. No, I, I have a foodie thing about Yacht Club I forgot to mention, but but talk about the pool. I know. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, obviously, Stormal. Tell, tell the story about your Daffy Duck inner tube when you got or Daffy Duck. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Your Donald Duck inner tube and when you got stuck under the bridge and how everyone had to come. <laughs> I don't remember I love that, it. I love that story. Somebody else. But I think, look, I think Storm Along Bay is, you know, a mini water park in and of itself. And, and when we toured last week, I didn't even realize that they have little cabanas with um, access. You know, you can you have access to the menus of Hurricane Hannah's and they'll and there's a little refrigerator there. They're, I mean, I've never actually stayed in one, but they looked lovely from a distance. Um, but. Uh, again, when we're talking about places to stay, I'm thinking about not just a place to lay your bed, lay your head down and take a shower, but places that, especially if you're going to invest the, again, it's, it's, it's a deluxe resort. So the cost of a room is, is going to be higher. If you're going to invest that kind of money in a resort, I want to, I, for me, I want to make sure it has some of the amenities that I would look for to justify maybe taking a day outside the parks. Uh, and again, you know, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to give pricing because it it does sort of fluctuate based on um time of year and and when you choose to go um and obviously things like you know the Newport presidential suite is going to run you a little bit more than mm-hmm. a a standard view um uh you know room which can start in in the few hundred dollars and the presidential suite i think you know will probably start around 
$2,200 or so a night. So, hey, kids, if we're staying there, you're not going anywhere. We're spending the entire night in the room. So, um, so yeah, Beach Club, I think, without a doubt, definitely on everybody's list. So let's move on. Uh, Susanna, you are next with whatever was on. <laughs> Don't let the pressure get to you like it did, Tim. You got this. <laughs> well, I will preface this because you're talking about um, staying there, not necessarily for a place to lay your head, but, you know, everything else about it as well. So as a local, I kind of view the resorts a little differently. We do do staycations every now and then, um, but we do a lot more just going to have dinner somewhere or having breakfast somewhere. Um, so a lot of my choices, I have stayed at most of them. I think Caribbean Beach is the only one I haven't stayed at, um, which is not on my list. <laughs> but I mostly, <laughs> I mostly um, choose them for just the atmosphere and like the fun of hanging out there, like the enjoyment of that. So that said, um, top on my list is Wilderness Lodge. That a girl. Uh, (laughs) just because when you walk in instantly the smell this it's you know soaring above you so the sights the smells the sounds there's the you know music swelling around you and you instantly smell just the lobby smell but also whispering canyon is right there and you can hear the fun going on at whispering canyon when you walk in you can see and hear the bubbling water at the far side of the lobby and see the trees and the waterfalls beyond and it's just a whole oasis if you will in the woods and i love it (laughs) tim scott was wilderness lodge on your list it, it was on mine, actually, uh, for a lot of the same reasons as what Susanna said. Um, I, I love being in the wooded area. I just I think that's s- such a break from what normal resorts offer. And I, I really enjoy uh, whenever we go to the lodge, just walking in there in that, that lobby, how, how large it is, especially at Christmas, to walk in there and see the Christmas tree. Um, that's just massive. And then, like she said, Whispering Canyon right there. Uh, it's one of my favorite places to eat just because the, the amount of food they bring you at any given time. <laughs> Um, that's why we're friends, wonderful. just so you know. That, that is why we're friends. That's why we, why we did good. And that's why, because you weren't there with us when we ate on the tour last week. I got to eat more because you weren't there to take it from me. <laughs> but, wow, um, but how'd the, you pull that off? I need to learn that. <laughs> we locked him in a cabin and left him out there. Oh. <laughs> I had a speaking thing. I had to go and speak to a, to a group and then hustle back, and I still missed lunch, but that's all right. He did. We tried to save you that cake, but. Tried to. <laughs> But we I had just, somebody with us who ate it all. <laughs> if you would have brought back a pocketbook full of cornbread, we that's all you needed. That's that's all I would have needed. And maybe a couple of ribs. And to me, chicken. that's one of the things that makes the Wilderness Lodge so much fun, though, is the, is going there to Whispering Canyon right there. I mean, the rooms are nice. I've I've toured many different ones. Um, got to stay once, and um, I really enjoyed it. But when I go out, the room is just, to me, it's always just a room. I guess I don't really look at it more than my place i'm gonna sleep i just i need room uh you know how tall i am how big i am and sometimes the beds don't cut it for me <laughs> i feel you brother i i, I, feel I know you're you're, yeah i don't know how you fit in any of those you're to, so tall i mean um but that's the things i look forward to more when we're going to stay at a resort i got to make sure a they got beds that are large enough that i can actually lay in and not hang off <laughs> and um that there's enough room in there for us to function as a family and not drive each other nuts after a couple of hours I'm um, getting in everybody's room, but I thought the Willers Lodge with uh, the room size, everything, it just, it was perfect for us. Um, and there's just so much to do on the property. It just made it enjoyable. Plus we like to go over to the campground. So there's the walking paths to go over there. 
um, being on the lake. I like that. It's just to me, it's it's one of those places I just I can't not go there enough times. <laughs> Timmy Foster on your list. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> now that that. <laughs> That probably should have been the top on my list. You just got me all ramped up with the Swan and Dolphin. <laughs> I knock off the Yaka. Now, we talked about the wilderness so much. That's one of the first places we ever stayed, actually. And um, get this, kids. We went when it first opened, which I am i don't have Wikipedia right in front of me, so I don't know. 1994? S- s- no. Seven. Yeah. May 28th, 1994. 1994. We got a room for $94 in 1994 because wow. it just opened up. So pretty cool. But um, now that was definitely, I, like I said, Lou, I think we did 10 place, our favorite 10 places to cuddle at the resorts and Wilderness Lodge is definitely number one. Not sure if that was the show title. However, <laughs> oh, well, I we, have done, we, we talked about it. it I have done been. no less than not one. Not two, not three, but four different shows about Wilderness Lodge. Get your pen and paper yeah. ready. Show 31. Oh, yeah. I did a DSI Disney scene investigation with all of the st- and there's an, there's a, an amazing, very fully flushed out backstory to Wilderness Lodge and you'll also learn about the totems and the the um, um, some of the, the history of some of the naming and the um, I don't want to sort of give too much away, but even the floor in the in the lobby and the uh, the fireplace, which is magnificent, magnificent, all have a story behind it. Uh, Two oh eight, we did another show, a lot about those specific stories and the inspiration for Wilderness Lodge. Two twelve, we did a show just about the Carrollwood Pacific Room, formerly known as the Iron Spike Room. Very good, and then. <laughs> On You're show two ninety six, Susanna, maybe you were the, the late night dining. We did a live review of Territory Lounge. Ah, uh, yes, with See? Glenn. Oh Aww. gosh, I don't remember Glenn. Uh, so he's a good guy. He was. He. I mean, he still is. I just. <laughs> you know, but um, I, wow. I think Wilderness Lodge is very. I, I know it is. It's very, very, very high on my list. I, I would argue. And could argue, it's why I went to school, that it is the best themed resort on property. Yes, I'm looking at you, Animal Kingdom Lodge. I think it's the best themed resort. I also think it's the place that for me personally, completely subjectively, it makes it the way it makes me feel when I go there, uh, especially during the holidays and that fireplace and the decor and there's. There's this wonderful warmth about it. Even when it's 176 degrees outside, there's a comfortable warmth inside. I love the dining options, not just Coward Pacific. I love, 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 love me some Geyser Point. Oh, wait, that I, Geyser Point. I forgot about I did a live review of Geyser Point in show 482. So that's five shows about Wilderness Lodge. We, t- we had a chance to look at the Ozo very lovely cabins, which I've never stayed at, but is very much on my list. Um, those Copper Creek cabins and those waterfront villas are just beautiful. And I think worth, those are some of the places that if you want to indulge, if you want to splurge, that might be one of the first places 
that I would go to, um, and we we can as we sort of round things up later on. You know, if we were to splurge, where would sort of the splurge be? I think Wilderness Lodge in in one of the Copper Creek cabins with that wraparound exterior lanai and the plunge pool and the two-sided fireplace. And and there's something very, especially if you get one of the cabins at the end, there's there's a sense of solitude that you have there. And you are very much removed, I think, in that resort from the hustle and bustle of Central Florida and Magic Kingdom, although it's, you know, literally just a few-minute boat ride away. So... Wilder's Lodge, very, 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 very high on uh, on my list. So, and it it smells like Spaceship Earth. Uh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Do I need to explain? No. Yes. Oh, I get it. <laughs> she gets it. Oh, don't it? Don't don't encourage him. Don't. <laughs> I mean, I think it smells like Christmas the burning and Rome forest. Scene burning of Rome. Like yeah. Canyon. The libraries of Alexandria. Yeah, nope, come on. Okay. <laughs> It's a foodie thing. Here, I, I'll, I'll add one more Wilderness Lodge for everybody out there. That, just so you know, there are there are dark recesses, dark corners of the internet oh, where no. the name New Mangello is whispered in hushed tones. And somewhere, <laughs> so frightened, somewhere out there lurking is a video. Lou, I hope you remember this, of Lou and myself performing. I'm a little teapot in the Whispering Canyon. <laughs> I know not of what you speak. Back. No, <laughs> own up to it. Own up to it. I will never forget it. It's one of my top, top one. It's my favorite <laughs> Disney magical moment of all time. Forget the princesses. Forget Mickey Mouse. Arm in arm with you, with your, watching Lou singing, uh, Here's My Spout. Oh, I'm crying. I'm going to quickly get off topic and say I still have not tried. Have you guys had the storybook dining there? Wow, did you get, get off of that story? <laughs> no, I have not. I preferred Artist Point, so I'm protesting. <laughs> I've heard really good things about it. Like I've heard the yeah. food is really good. I heard the character interactions are re- like I heard the Evil Queen is really really good. Yeah, I've heard that as well, but you know, the same, but I've never been there yet. <laughs> it's a silent protest. Well, if only I could find somebody <laughs> to go to Artist Point and dine with me there. Um, all right. Before Tim jumps in with some sort of untrue, horrific story <laughs> about me, Scott, what is your uh, what, what's one that's on your list? Well, one of mine, it kind of goes with Fort Wilderness is I it is the campground. I, I've actually stayed at the cabin at the campground um, and I really enjoyed it was the solitude of it. I mean, you have your, you go to your cabin, you drive up there, you have your golf cart to get around all week, but there's so much to do at the property um, between all the sporting activities, the horseback riding, the, the pools, the, um, there's just so much that my family was able to find to do there, but you're so close to Disney. Like you had said earlier, you can be there in the woods, which reminds me being from Michigan and in the North, we're used to outdoor woods and things like that. So that takes me back to home on um, what it was like for me. And just being on the lake and seeing the fireworks at night, hearing the, just, I can't even explain it all. Seeing the water pageant is just fantastic. We watched it. We were there for Michelle's birthday last year. And we stood on the beach. We watched the water pageant go by. We could see the fireworks in the distance at the one point. Um, just everything you can do there. You don't even realize you're at Disney, honestly, at times. You can stay there and spend the whole day on that property, a whole week. And there's so much to do. Um, you go during certain times of year, they, people decorate their campsites. Um, Christmas and Halloween, big time. 
for that. The parades that they do, Fourth of July parade, Christmas parade, Halloween parade. Um, there's just a sense of everybody is your neighbors with everybody there and your friends, and everybody just wants to share and have fun together. Um, and I just I really enjoy it there. Plus the food, Trails End is probably my one of my favorite places on property to eat. I just everything Rich. on that buffet, I like it. Um, breakfast or the dinner option. Uh, Hoopy Doo is the longest running show um, ever, and that's on that property. There's I like the golf cart. It's just an added bonus to drive around the golf cart of property and fly around there. I think it's fun. Um, we didn't get to do the pools when we were there. It was too cold. It was Florida cold, um, so it was like under 50. Um, but we still had a great time. Um, we've been trying to go back. We just haven't been able to get a good time to go back. But we're the whole family loved going there. The kids loved it. Michelle and I loved it. We took our dogs, which was great that we could take our dog there. Um, didn't have to find a sitter to watch them. And uh, they were greeted with their own doggy bag when we got there, bowls and all kinds of surprises for the dogs. So it was just, it was a great experience there. And I would recommend going there to anybody just to give it a try. Zana and Tim, thoughts on, on the fort? We're, we're um, staring at each other. Soon. <laughs> I definitely. Well, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I, I was deferring to you. Okay. <laughs> Um, I definitely had Fort Wilderness on my list. Um, we often go there a lot. We have most birthday celebrations there, at least for, I guess maybe it's just me and Scott, maybe. Um, for me, because my birthday's in December, so we always like to rent a golf cart and then just drive around and see all the decorations. Um, but I love the secluded nature of it. I love the old Florida feel, which is one of the few places that you can still get that and old Walt Disney World like the original feel is there um, I think that'll change a little bit when they open the new stables but I am still excited for that they still have the original of course hoopty doo and trails end buildings so um, yeah all the activities basically everything that Scott just mentioned we love going there and just taking it all in I think I fell off a bike there once. <laughs> if that counts. I one memory I have for Fort Wilderness. I haven't stayed there, but we did go speaking of the Christmas decorations that people do put up. They are really cool. We de- we managed to do uh, the sleigh ride at Christmas that they run. Oh yeah. Uh which is uh, it's old-fashioned fun, you know, it's it's I think it was actually cold or rainy that night, so it, would, it did feel a little bit like a northeast winter. But the decorations were cool because it wasn't uh, – we all love the Christmas decorations at Walt Disney World and the Magic Kingdom and all that. But these are, like you said, the decorations that the people staying there are putting up on their own. So you had that, had that feeling like you were driving around your neighborhood on Christmas Eve looking at everybody's Christmas lights, which was – that's a tradition, our family. So that, that, that really – hit home and we got to experience that. So um, um, that was a wonderful thing, but uh, I just enjoyed, I've, I've walked around it many times staying at the wilderness lodge and, and you're all right. It's very secluded, peaceful, and it's uh, a great place to go and lose yourself. And, and like you said, realize there's 20,000 of your closest friends or however many just right across the lake. But for all the world, when you're there, it feels like you're, truly out in the wilderness secluded in the in the heart of nature it's pretty cool 
So the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground was not only on my list, I will tell you, it was very, very close to the top of my list. And it's not because it's the place that I personally think of, like that's where I want to stay when I go to Walt Disney World first. But I think it is, I could almost argue that it's the only place that you can go and vacation at the resort and never leave the confines, never leave the four corners of Fort Wilderness and not be bored, not do the same thing every day and almost not feel as though you need to hop on the nearby boat and take the short uh, trek over to Magic Kingdom. I think there is so much to see and do, and yes, I'm saying it half-jokingly, to eat there that you can have a multi-day adventure and never even realize, other than the level of service, that you're at Walt Disney World, right? There's so and And I think sometimes people hear Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground and they look and they don't see a tower building. They don't look and see, and they say, well, we're not campers. You know, in addition, in, in the 750 acres or so of pine and, and cypress and, and forest that's there, yes, there are um, um, places to pitch your own tent and hook up your RV, but there's also cabins that sleep six and have a living room and multiple bedrooms and there's an outdoor grill and patio we did the ww radio uh, 10th anniversary maybe show and weekend at the fort a few years ago we had such a good time again i think getting a golf cart there is almost it's a must do because just being able to sort of tool around property because that's the only way you can get to pioneer hall it's the only way you can get to the meadow or the wilderness swimming pool and it's just a lot of fun and then you can go to the chippendale campfire at night if you time your vacation during the two holiday seasons and i don't just mean the christmas holiday season but the halloween holiday season like it's reason to go, and we've done this a lot on, on live shows. We'll rent a golf cart and go live because the way people decorate their campsites for those two holidays are attractions in and of themselves. I would put Fort Wilderness at Christmas time. I know this is somewhat sacrilegious, but it's for fun. Almost up against the lights at Osborne Lights at Hollywood Studios for some of the most fun Christmas decorations because they're they're created by guests and some of them were inc- are incredibly elaborate um, with walking paths and music and and snope and and candy canes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think that um, if you have pet, I, mean, I know you were talking about having pets. Like you can bring your pets there. There's hoopty doo, which is not just a fun like campy show, but Oh, so very delicious buckets of chicken and ribs and cornbread. I'm looking at you. Um, there's incredible outdoor activities. I've gone horseback riding. I've done archery. I've taken out watercraft there. Um, uh, I think one of you mentioned Trails End. Trails End for breakfast or dinner. And then Crockett's Tavern late at night. There's stuff for your kids to do. There's the, the sing-alongs. I mean, it's just, it's a place that you can almost circle as its own little mini vacation destination having nothing to do 
with any of the theme parks, if that makes any sense. So I think Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground is a, a unique Walt Disney World resort property. Uh, I think it's a must. I think you need to almost try it once. The cabins are lovely. Don't think like, oh, I'm not a camper. You can glamp. You can glamp very easily <laughs> at Fort Wilderness. And uh, and I promise you, especially if you go with a bunch of friends or family, it is a lot, a lot of fun. And one day, I keep saying it, one of these days, I'm literally, I'm going to have to get help because I don't know how to do it. But I want to pitch a tent and stay outside because I, oh because I know that there's a there's a restroom and a shower close by <clears throat> and Crockett's Tavern if I get hungry. Um but I do, you know, and I wouldn't do it in the summer, but, you know, during those couple of weeks of fall or winter, it might be something fun to do. Wait, I want to ask everybody, because you, you just put a couple unsettling images into my head. So <laughs> I, want to, I want to ask everybody around the table, what what's more horrifying, the, the image of Lou Mangiello out buying himself trying to put up a tent? <laughs> uh, cannabis flying all over the place. Things not going with or Lou wearing his best Merida wig armed with a bow and arrow. <laughs> now I can't get either of those out of my head. I want to go with You're you. Welcome. Tim. You are welcome, everybody. <laughs> Tim, I want you to come with me, and it'll be like the island of Doctor Moreau one night. I'll just send oh, you no. off, and I'll go hunting. Someone, you with someone will get hurt. I will guarantee you. <laughs> oh gosh, there will there will be. A nine one one call. I guarantee. All right. So, if in order to keep this at somewhat and reasonable and rational, I think that you have all given a first uh, a first go round at a resort. Um, I will you're up, buddy. Take three of them and out of the running. (laughs) I'm gonna. Not only am I gonna take one, but I'm gonna Mm. take one where there's an easy opportunity to take two. All right. (laughs) I don't know why you're squealing, but. Hear me out. <laughs> and it, and then timing maybe is really everything, too, because where this resort is based on is where I am going in just a couple of days. And I have visited when I was a little kid. I went back again a few years ago for a WW Radio uh, event. Um, we're going back again in a couple of days for another event. And for the very first Disney Cruise Line cruise out of New Orleans, and I will tell you, I will put Disney's Port Orleans Resort French Quarter, a moderate resort, up against toe-to-toe, head-to-head, mano-a-mano against any other resort in terms of theming, in terms of, um, the, you know, Walt talked about the blessing of size. I talk about the blessing of size in this resort because it is so. It is the smallest Walt Disney World resort in terms of size. It's incredibly intimate, and the the decor and the theming with those cobblestone streets and the gas lamps and the wrought iron balconies and the magnolia blossoms like it's beautiful. That that the romance of the French Quarter, and when I say French Quarter, I mean everything but Bourbon Street. The romance of the French <laughs> Quarter with some of those little Mardi Gras touches um really sort of embodies that 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 antebellum era um of new orleans i love the jazz music scat cats club was recently redone so you can get that you know one man i think sometimes it's a one man they might still have a a duo or or three 
person jazz trio on certain evenings. The horse-drawn carriage rides. Gentlemen, ladies, I'm looking at you. You want to impress your family, a a, a special friend. Take them on a little horse-drawn carriage ride from Port Orleans French Quarter. Like, I'm if you can see me, I'm giving you thumbs up. Um, it's a celebration of New Orleans and Mardi Gras without the hoopla of Mardi Gras. Um, the recently, the relatively recently redone um, um, uh, counter service, um, Sassagula Floatworks and Food Factory. They redid it a few years ago, which was a, a huge improvement over what was there before. Morning beignets, I'm talking to you. Nighttime jambalaya, I'm seriously looking at you. The only, 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 um, in the interest of full disclosure, the only potential detractor from it is that it does not have a table service restaurant. However, you are an easy walk, boat ride, carriage ride over from Riverside where you have boat rights, Jambalaya. I'm really looking at you now um, for a, um, a a table service meal and obviously Yeehaw Bob and everything that goes along with that. Uh, I think that the pool there, is very well themed. There's a lot of great recreation and uh, amenities there as well. Again, the pool is not huge. Um, there's also some fun activities. There's like painting on the bayou and, and there's an instructor-led paint class right there. Not that I do it, but for those of you who are into the running thing, there's the beignet fun run, which is a little, I think it's a 3K or a 5K. It's like 10 or $15 and there's beignets at the end. I don't want to run. I don't need the Mendel. I just want the morning beignets. They do movies under the stars and Cajun campfire activities. Uh, there's bike rental. So for this tiny little property, there's a, a lot of really cool things that you can do. And, oh, by the way, if you upgrade to one of the royal guest rooms, it's a little fancier. And it it's themed after one of my favorite Disney movies, Princess and the Frog. A lot of Tiana action going in there as well. Um, it's a little it, it's a little fancier, um, and I love the, the the tributes to the film as well. So um, for all those reasons and more, Port Orleans French Quarter super 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 high on the Lou Mangiello top ten list. My takeaway of that, well, hold on. I'm writing <laughs> cornbread, jambalaya. What was that, beignets? Beignets, they're Mickey shaped, this so they your, taste even better. No, I know. This is your birthday list. I'm putting this together. Aw. <laughs> my takeaway from everything you said was that you're taking me on a carriage ride at Port Tim I, Foster, I wait a wait. minute. You come what? down here. My hand I am God. coming down here. Well, wait, let me rephrase that. You come down here when I'm actually when you're there. here. We will spend the day together at Port Orleans. We'll live stream it. We'll do a meetup there. We'll have uh, uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, late night cocktails, room service, whatever you need. We will spend an entire day together at Port Orleans. Can we get beignets on the carriage ride? Do they let you do that? Even if they don't, I'm sure I can sneak them on board. Wow. That's why you're my hero. (laughs) Anybody else, Scott or Susanna, uh, was it on your I list? Have you turn stayed? off the clip. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely I had it on my list for sure. Yeah, I did too. Um, for all the reasons that you mentioned, it's such a wonderful 
Uh, it's one of the places that I stayed right after it opened, um, right after graduating high school, I think. And they, like, just the, the theming of the New Orleans-style buildings and everything, the main lobby area. I used to love Bon Famille's when it was still there. Tear for that. Um, but, yeah, it's still, it, there's so much fun theming and it's a great place to just roam the grounds which I love the kind of resorts where you can just do that and being able to walk from one side to the other and explore Riverside as well um, yeah it's a great option I love the Sasagula River going by and that you can take the boat and go to Disney Springs or just you know take it and go back for a scenic boat ride that's what I was gonna I actually had them both combined Riverside and French Quarter um, and, and the reason we found it was the boat ride. Actually, a friend of ours actually worked there and uh, told us about the boat ride. And that's we started doing that. And when people would come down from the north, that was one of the things we'd always take them to go do. Um, was go do the boat ride just so they could go through. And you can see the treehouse cabins. You can go all the way to the springs and see um, the progress of when it was being redone, reimagined uh, down there. Um, I, I've always liked the the both Port Orleans Riverside and. French Quarter because I just think there there's just something different about it. It's like you step right into Louisiana um, at the one. The beignets, of course, are just a wonderful added touch that is needed. Um, they are good, almost as good as the ones in Disneyland, but they're they are still very good. Um, and the, the property is beautiful, actually. The the plant it looks like you're in the plantations, the fields, and the things like that, and the buildings and the decor on the outside. The theming is just on point. I think at both of them. I agree. All right. So those are our sort of quick top four, you know, sort of the ones that come came to mind. Each of us were first. Let's keep going through the list. We'll try and speed things along so we can make sure we hit all 10. Tim, I believe, like it or not, we're back to you. I can't believe this snuck through the first round. And I'm going we talked about a few resorts that take you away from the hustle and bustle of Walt Disney World as if you were somewhere far far away but i'm going in the opposite direction this resort to me is the one that if there's any resort that screen or says walt disney himself and what his dream ambition was and just what he was as a person what he liked would be the contemporary resort and like i said i can't believe we haven't mentioned that one yet but when you when we go to the contemporary that's the one resort i feel like um even though the Polynesian did open at the same time, but this is the one resort I feel like Walt Disney had a hand in this and, you know, his, his imagination, his dreams of uh, progress and everything we see at Tomorrowland and Carousel of Progress and all kind of embodies itself at a contemporary resort with such that iconic structure that is just so unique and the, the monorail running through the resort I mean, how can you top? That's the ultimate Disney experience. One is the monorail, the best attraction at Walt Disney World. Everybody, we can agree. The and, boathouse. Um, and the fact that it, um, the fact that they can take the rooms out and redecorate them, <laughs> and then just slide them back in like a chest of drawers. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. Totally false, of course. We did a show mm-hmm. on that, Lou. I remember that. Um, but uh, the, the contemporary has gone through so many changes over the years, but um, we still go back and whenever we're there, we feel like this is, this is like retro Disney 
like we get that feeling work we're back it's like going uh to walt disney presents one man's dream seeing his office seeing his school desk going to the carousel of progress and hearing how near and dear that was to his heart being at the contemporary kind of puts you on a spiritual connection with walt disney i think more than any other resort um plus you can walk to the magic kingdom and you can't beat that and you can watch the fireworks from your room and walt walked there and walt walt walked there there. one of my favorite things to do is go out back and find the spot and tim when you come down i'll show you I'll take you okay. to the spot where Walt walked, and there's a photo of Walt when he was first walking the property, and it's right there on the back, not the backside of water, but the backside of the contemporary. <laughs> but it is, it's just so quintessential Disney. That, that's where you go when you want to feel like you're in the middle of it all, and you have that Disney magic. And um, I confess, I don't know what the elevators say now, but I remember they probably do when you would go up, hit the button, up to the eighth floor and well, we're at the eighth floor or you know whether it was goofy or many or whoever so cool but uh, i don't know why mel torme was doing the voice in the elevator but i whoever- don't know yeah. <laughs> uh, susanna it's got contemporary on your list yeah it's on mine yes um for a lot of the reasons it's just being um being the first one, I mean, it, it was with the poly, but it was there. And like you said, Walt imagined it and that was his, his, so you do, you become something that you, he saw, you can go there and see what he was wanting there. And the monorail going through it is such a, such a cool thing to do to this day. I still think it's awesome to see that run through every time we drive past it. Um, the wave is probably one of my favorite places to eat breakfast in the morning. Um, I really like the food there. Uh, California Grill going up there and being able to see the view you can into into the Magic Kingdom over the water um, fireworks um, just it's it's amazing actually it's, it's probably one of the best views um, in that area that you can see everything there and I just I love going up there um, we try to go there we'll even go to the um, Contempo Cafe for lunch sometimes we're at the Magic Kingdom we'll just walk over there to have lunch just because it gets out of the park for a little bit and get a little bit something different and just walk through the Contemporary because we like it that much Um, I didn't have it on my list because I forgot to put it up. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! You hate Walt Disney! I can't believe it. <laughs> but wow. when I was compiling my list in my head before I put it to my phone in notes, um, that was one of the ones that I was. That's like the quintessential uh, theme park experience resort, I think, because especially if you, well, even if you get the Bay Lake View rooms. You can see, you know, so many fun things there as well. Um, but yeah, I it's everyone said everything, so <laughs> I, yeah. I would be remiss too, real quick. I, I forgot, I'm embarrassed I didn't do this. The contemporary gives me the opportunity to talk about my favorite artist, Mary Blair, and that oh, yes. beautiful mural that she put together. But she is, she is my favorite artist of all time, and uh, from small world to the concept sketches she did, but being at the contemporary, not only are you with Walt Disney, you're, you're with Mary. Bird. It's interesting how the word we all used or had in our notes was quintessential Disney, right? It was on my thing as well. Obviously, you know, the the obvious things, California grill and the monorail and the access and things like that. Um, The history for me was a big thing. It's the first place we stayed when I came as a kid. There's a very sentimental, nostalgic part of Lou Mangello that that has a, a very emotional um, connection to that resort and, and so many memories that that I have of of 
the Fiesta Fun Center. Although most recently, I have memories of eating lunch and doing a review at The Wave, which was also very good. I loved breakfast there. Uh, If you go back to show 472, I did a live review of the Contempo Cafe, which is so good. How good is it? It's worth going to, not just for the food, but the cool views of the monorail overhead. And 485, top 10 secrets and stories of Disney's Contemporary Resort, where we talk about not just the history and the mural, but I think people sometimes forget, and because it's been lost over time, that the original theming of the resort really was a lot more towards, like, the American Southwest and the Grand Canyon. I mean, that fourth floor is and was always the Grand Canyon concourse. It was almost supposed to feel like a modern representation of the American Southwest. But you can get nuggets like that and more back on show 485. Again, very much uh, high on my list as well. Uh, Actually, it was the first thing that I wrote down when I sort of brain dumped my list. So, um, Susanna, what else else do you have on your, your little list? Uh, next up on my list is probably Animal Kingdom Lodge. And Animal Kingdom Lodge, similar to Wilderness Lodge, when you walk in, it's amazing and awe-inspiring. Um, that was part of our tour that we recently did, so I'm sure we'll all have things to add to that. But um, the fact that basically the whole experience is like another vacation because you've got animals there to look at. So you can do theme parks all day long and come back and see giraffes and zebras out your room if you have a savanna view room. Uh, In addition, the resort itself is basically like a museum of culture and art and uh, culinary traditions with the restaurants that they have. So everyone that works there has a story to tell and uh, it's just such an amazing and uh, there's always something new to see and learn at Animal Kingdom Lodge in my opinion. And it has great food. It's all about the food. Yeah, I I, I like always. as much as I like to look at the animals. I, hey, I, I like, I like I, they're so tasty. They're also so tasty. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Although I ate there at Jico with Susanna, they also have wonderful vegan options. They do, yes, they right. And the samosas at Sanaa. Oh, don't even for. get me started on Sanaa. <laughs> and they're vegan. Bread service, I'm coming for you. We should <gasps> we should have done this re- this thing at Sanaa. It would be even better. It we could been be sharing a four-hour show. <laughs> it's going to be a four-hour show anyway. So <laughs> now right. you say it. Good job. Um, Scott, was it was Animal Kingdom Lodge on your list too? It was. It was. And I, we had stayed there years ago, but more so after the tour we did and learning more about um, the stories, like Susanna was saying, everybody has a story. Every uh, cast member there has something to tell you about um, something in the lodge. Um, that headpiece they showed us, I had no idea that's what that was. The, the piece of art towards the back of the main lobby um, to the right side there, or left side, sorry. Um, had no idea what that was, but we got a full explanation of it. And it's just little things like that. A lot of people, they just walk past it and they just think it's decoration and they don't think anything more of it. And that's one thing about Disney is you really need to take time, look around the lobby, look around the resorts. Everything has a reason it's there. It's not just put there just because it looks good. Um, There's a story behind it. And if you ask the cast members, they'll tell you the stories. And then walking out and looking over the Savannah and just it's the it's amazing that you can wake up, look at your door and see animals walking around. 
um, just it's it's you can't do that anywhere else in the world. And I love doing that. And I would love to stay back there again because we just had so much fun when we did stay there a few years back. Tim, have you ever stayed there? Now you know everybody's fessing up to places they haven't stayed, and this is one of mine. I've never. We'll have to there. add that to the list too. Visited many times, but I'll just say zebra domes. <laughs> When you start to no, say I, zebra, I was afraid what was going to come out of your mouth next. You're uh, the one who said you eat the animals. I what? That's <laughs> listen. You were, you you've been teetering on that line for years. I'm I'm not going to beat a dead zebra horse um, with this. Uh, I agree with everything wow. that all of you said. As tempted as I am to just dive into the, it's this is a destination resort, and what I mean by that is, I think that you should stay there. Because it's almost like sleeping at a theme park because there's so much to see and do and learn. There's incredible learning opportunities. So parents, when you pull your kids out of schools, you can justify it by taking them to Animal Kingdom Lodge. But the the, the culinary options there are fantastic. The educational opportunities there are amazing. You can take a nighttime savannah, the, the Wanyama Safari. There's free culinary tours. There's a free resort tour there's a paid wine tasting tour there's the um some of the different lounges you can go to victoria falls is lovely even just places to go and sit um it's it is a it's a spectacular resort i mean the grounds of the resort and the decor of the resort is is um unlike i think anything else you see anywhere else it's also quite comfortable and luxurious as well um also you know definitely definitely made my list um and i think especially if you have families with kids it's a it's a really fun place to go to too again i think you can spend an entire day at that resort without going to the nearby disney's animal kingdom and still have an amazing time um did i mention sna and the late night bread service i'm not sure if i did now, what is that, Lou? Yeah, we actually, in show 478, we reviewed Late Night Sana Lounge. Go for the bread service. Stay for the bread service. <laughs> <laughs> it's that good. Oh, um, all right, so Scott, anything else? What else is on your list? Okay, well, I'm going to break away from the type of resorts being on. Art of Animation is one of my favorite resorts. You go, brother. To go to. It is it's fun from the minute you walk in. You walk into the lobby, you see that I, I love to draw, I always have. And that's Disney companies based on art and, and Walt's drawings and things like that in the early days. And as you walk in there, you see concept art. And then as you progress on the lobby, you see where it went from pro, from concept to what became the final drawings for certain um, animation and such. The, the But the bigger than life, you walk into the different areas. You see the Nemo area. You see the Cars area, which I absolutely love because it reminds me of Cars Land out in California Adventure. So you get to go down there and see that. And I just love everything about the resort. It does have the food court, which gives you plenty of options to eat, which is always important to me too, just like it is you, Lou. Um, you're right on the Skyliner route, so you can get to uh, Hollywood Studios, Epcot um, pretty easily. Um, you can also tour the other resorts that are you're going to pass by there. So you have all those food options as well staying there. Um, but it's the it's the Toy Story area. It's the, I'm sorry, that's the wrong one, isn't it? It's Toy Story Toy Story area is there, correct? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, I'm confusing them all in my head. I got too many notes here. Um, but the Cars area, Toy Story area, Nemo, um, Little Mermaid, it's just all 
awesome to me that they bring it to life like they do. You step into the cartoon when you're there and bigger than life um, buildings and structures and like the cars pool, they have the free cabanas of the cozy cone. And you can go in there and sit <laughs> and enjoy the pool area and take your photo with Lightning McQueen and Mater and Sally and all those different characters from that movie. Go stand by Buzz Lightyear, who's 40 feet tall at least. Um, get your picture with him or Woody. Um, walk around the Nemo area and you see all the different characters. You see Crush hanging out by the entrance into that building. It just, I, I love it. I just, it makes me feel like a kid walking around there again. And my kids love it. So that makes it even better that we all kind of feel the same way when we're there. Zana, Tim, uh, Art of Animation on your list? I did have that on my list, yes, because that is, it has been for the past few years, our go-to staycation spot, um, just because it is on the lower price side and it can fit everyone in our family without them all killing each other. <laughs> and um, yeah, it really is a fun uh, atmosphere. It's larger than life. You feel like you're in the movie that you're uh, themed around and the food court is very like it's not just regular food court food it's like really good and <laughs> um, now with the addition of the Skyliner like Scott said it's just a great option Tim on your list ever stay I, there? well since I didn't make a list because you didn't want um... <laughs> <laughs> No, it's funny. I've never stayed there, but have visited. And I will. I was so impressed when I walked into the lobby uh, for all the reasons they said that even aside from the artwork on the wall, just the, I wasn't expecting that, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, you know, if you're used to the, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten story, however tall it is, timber frame lobby of the Wilderness Lodge or. Uh, some other lobbies we might talk about later. You might not be expecting that when you go to Art of Animation, but that lobby is just spellbinding. So, and again, I said I haven't stayed there, but visited, and I right away was blown away by the by the artwork, the coolness. It's just the coolest lobby I've ever seen. I can't get over the lobby. It's great, and yeah, there's all the big uh, cars and all that stuff. But, so like art of, I, I'm, I'm there i'm there for the art so. yeah so art of animation was not only on my list it was very very it was, i'm surprised as as i was sort of trying to put these in some semblance of of order and ranking how high i ended up putting art of animation because i think it ticks a lot of boxes including ones that maybe some of the other ones don't and the first is again being conscious that everyone's budget when they visit walt disney world is different if you're looking for an a more affordable, budget-friendly option within Walt Disney World Resort property, Art of Animation to me is a uh, it's a value resort plus. Um, I, I think it's to me it's almost a, a step up above the All Star Resorts, even Pop Century Resort. Um, I, I love the way it pays. Uh, again, being a fan of of old Disney and and. Well, I, that it pays homage to the, um, the 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 characters of Disney and Pixar, but more importantly, the stories of of how those stories came to life. I think the themed rooms are they're not only whimsical and immersive; they're a lot of fun. Plus, again, if you're going on a budget and maybe you have a larger family, you can they have the family suites where you can fit. 
uh, up to six people in a single room. They have that great um, uh, dining room table that folds down to reveal a bed. I think the Cars-themed rooms are just awesome. Like, the fact that the bathroom is decorated like a car wash, I found myself, like, with this (laughs) stupid grin on my face. I'm like, ah, that's just so cool um so you get all the disney perks um the big blue pool is the largest resort pool on property if you go underwater you'll hear disney and pixar music being piped in you guys all mentioned the fact that there's skyliner access makes this resort that even without it would have been very high on my list i think the skyliner bumped it up even further you mentioned uh landscape of flavors Um, I did a live review of that back on show 399. Landscape of Flavors is so good. How good is it? How good is it? Thank you very much, studio (laughs) audience. It's so good that it's, I think it's a destination food court. I think it's that. And as a locals, like I've gone with my family. Sometimes we'll be out. We'll be driving around property and figure out what we want to do. And we'll talk about where we want to go eat. And we'll make a special trip to go there. We'll eat at Landscape of Flavors, and then we'll walk around to the Little Mermaid, Lion King, Nemo, and Cars-themed areas just to sort of check it out or take pictures with, again, the larger-than-life um, um, figures that looked like they sort of just stepped out of the, uh, I was going to say off the pages, but off the, off sort of the, the, the movie screen. And again, having access to the Skyliner and being able to hit uh, other properties as well as the, the parks really even bumps this Resort that was very high on my list, even higher as well. Um, so yeah, you don't have to you don't have to splurge dollar wise to have that type of immersive, fun, whimsical, comfortable um, experience that you get at Art of Animation. So. I like how you audibly yelped when he said that. <laughs> Who yelped? You. Woo! I heard you. We all heard you. Sorry, I can't help it. That's what Listen, we live for. 15 years of doing this, man. I still get excited about all this kind of stuff. Know, in case fine. you hadn't noticed, uh, I kind of like Walt Disney World. It might yeah. be a shocker to you, but um, I do. I is it um, is it my turn? Yes. I was going to start singing It's My Turn, at that song from the 70s, but nobody's going to know it. And nobody wants do to hear it. Do anyway. it. You've been promising you were going to sing for me. It's, not, it's My Turn is not going to be it. So, all right. So, big tease. So we're getting, and I think we're probably getting close to ten. So maybe we'll all just hit one more um, pretty quickly. I, I don't. I, I, all right. I was going to go, and I won't say it in case I don't want to take it away from. Me. I was going to go again. Nostalgia theming, all this for one of the original Walt Disney World resorts. Okay, I just gave it away, um, but. Recently, uh, we were invited to tour and visit and stay at Disney's newest resort, which is Disney's Riviera Resort. And I got to tell you, like, I really kind of fell in love with that place. Um, So Disney's Riviera Resort was inspired by Europe and the French and and Italian Riviera. Um, it, it, It captures... It captures some of that um, old European styling. And again, there's there's a connection to Walt because it really is about Walt's visits there and there's pictures of Walt everywhere. 
like there's silly things I love that that palm tree lined entrance boulevard I think is just it's it's wonderful and elegant and then you get this incredible facade of the resort and I love the archways and, and porticos to the terraces and the, and the towers that are there so you you get those sort of European and Mediterranean influences and when you walk into the lobby it's very different than what we see at one of the other new, and again, I don't want to take anything away, but very different than what we get from something like Coronado Springs and the Grand Destino Tower, which has this incredible grand lobby and entranceway. This is much different. Um, this is much more um, elegant and intimate, and it's this mix of um, 20th century modern and classic, and there's... Um, this wonderful, unique art collection um, that line the walls, not just through the lobbies, but the hallways as well. I mean, I found myself sort of wandering the hallways, look, take, looking at and taking pictures of some of the uh, artwork that clearly was inspired by some of the master artists that you'd find painting on and about the European Riviera. Uh, I love the outdoor gardens and the fan the 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 the, the fountains and the waterfront uh, obviously the mural from peter pan and the mosaic mural of uh tangled in that spectacular archway as you again go over to the skyliner which is a huge selling point are lovely i'm not gonna lie topolino's terrace we had a breakfast there and a dinner there I would have been happy going there for breakfast and just hanging out all day until they serve dinner. Um, that pasta that we, I know I may have mentioned it on the when I did a live room tour, that pasta with the chicken was some of the best. Pa I literally am I'm, I'm sweating. I am having a, a, a precognitive sweat over how good that pasta was. I want to go back, Kate. We need to go back. It was so good. The breakfast with the Fab Four, Starry, Sorry Pluto, um, was lovely. And the views are spectacular. Um, there is something I, that I love, too, about even the rooms. The, the muted grays and blues is both warm and elegant, yet still comfortable. You get some great views outside of the skyliner and the water. There's something about the overall ambiance about the Riviera um, that makes it unique. And uh, again, I'm thinking about, you know, some of the views from the rest. Again, depending on where your room is, you can get views of fireworks at night, sunset up at Topolino's Terrace, can't be beat, and the Skyliner and Caribbean Beach off in the near distance. Um, and the accommodations ranging from the grand villas and, and huge, you know, apartment-like suites to... The tower suites, which I think absolutely serve, and time will tell how well they're received, they absolutely serve a demographic that maybe is a solo traveler, a couple, maybe um, two friends or a mom and a daughter or a dad and son, whatever it might be, that don't need a lot of space but are still in a very comfortable room that have an outside um, a balcony with the, with the fold-down bed. Um, I didn't stay there, but I was able to tour it when it first opened. Um, I think that's a very, very interesting new resort room category that's being tested here. Time will tell how well it's received. But um, I, I really found that I came to 
love Riviera a lot more the more time that I spent there. On anybody else's list? Definitely on mine. (laughs) It was actually the first thing on my list, but I went with Wilderness Lodge. Um, So what put it so high for you? All the reasons that you said, and I think it's such a unique resort, uh, even though, you know, there's so many Disney resorts out there, and yet somehow they are recreating the Disney resort each year, it seems now. Um, I love that it's up on a hill that you, you know, you get to it and it's, it seems like it's on a hill and the views, like you said, there's, it's just so welcoming. There's a huge, it's not a big lobby, um, but the outside area, like the, the ground floor with the little grassy area and there's like a life-size chess set and all that, it's so inviting and it invites you to like explore and find other nooks and crannies and when you come across the archway like you said with the mosaic tiles it's just like I mean they didn't have to do that they could have just made an archway but they made it two works of art in there that are like you know countless Instagram selfie opportunities and it's just a wonderful new addition I think and the artwork like you mentioned really ties it all in and reminds you that you are at a Disney resort. Um, But it shows you that Disney can be interpreted in many different ways. So I just really loved it. I felt very at home there when we were staying there. And yeah, I, I wish I could move in. (laughs) Even the, um, the little cafe right off the lobby. And I love, love, love Mm -hmm. that little, the dark woods and the mahoganies and that little reading room again, right Mm -hmm. off the lobby. There's a lot of those little spaces tucked throughout the resorts including downstairs some of the dining options some of the um um the the quick service dining options there as well are really nice the the wonderful little place downstairs that overlooks the pool and the water that's sort of this open air quick service cafe um it, it was really really nice as well so uh, scott i know you were you um stayed there as well yeah, it was uh, definitely on my list. Um, from the moment we walked into the room we had, um, it, it, I could live there. I mean, that's how nice the room. I mean, you had everything you needed in that room um, to be living there comfortably. And then the view, once you pull back the curtains and you show that view out towards back, and we were, uh, our view was looking at Caribbean Beach. So we saw the, um, the look out there and to see the sky, uh, the Skyliner. Um, it was just amazing. But then going up to Topolino's Terrace for dinner that night, and seeing the view from their patio out there was just, I mean, it was cold that night, cold for Florida. And there was a handful of us out there still taking every photo we could or filming, uh, waiting for uh, Star Wars fireworks to come in from uh, Hollywood Studios. Or then we saw Epcot in the distance. We, we actually saw Magic Kingdom's fireworks in the distance once we were out there on the patio. So it just, I, I, it had everything you could want in a resort. And it's, and it's still classy, but it's classy Disney. And you still got those little things at Disney around there. And if you're not the type of person that wants Disney in your face, like Art of Animation or any of the All-Stars, throw it in your face like him. That is the place to go. If you really like it at a different level and um, you will really enjoy the just walking around the resort, you're, uh, like you said, the art on the walls of the different hallways. Um, we were just blown away with how nice it was. We kept wondering if they'd sell that anywhere in the in the store or anything like that, or uh, the pillows even. The, um, my wife wanted to buy, they had a, a tangled pillow in our room on the one chair 
with the Tangled Suns on it, and that's her favorite movie. And we were just like, oh my gosh, they even thought of something so little like that, but it just brought it home for for us both, being that that movie means something to us. Well, and you um, made a great point, right? It, it, there's because there's a different vibe in this resort, and, and and it made me think of Grandestino Tower in that it for, it for me it feels analogous to Aulani, right? As opposed to something like Art of Animation, which is you know, clearly it's it's in your face in, in a good way. It's Disney and it's movies and it's whimsy and it's it's the, the animated um, films. Whereas Riviera feels as though it is a resort that you'd find on the European Riviera with some of those Disney touches elegantly sprinkled through. Even the, like you said, the artwork on the walls, you almost have to sort of get up close to it before you realize that it's Disney art as just opposed to you know, an impressionist style painting. And even in the rooms, there was a lot of that as well. I will quickly just go back to, to Topolino's Terrace. I, I love the way they do the character breakfast there where um, you there's, there's the, the shared pastries and the different entrees. The spiced sausage hash is one of the best things I've had for breakfast in a long, I was really hungry, but it was really, really good. And at dinner, I had to go back and look up um, what the, what the pasta was um because it was it was that good um at I didn't i think did you guys oh you were on the other table but i was watching the filet mignon is one that people can't stop talking about and the chicken I, people are like raving you don't hear people rave about the chicken and they're raving about the chicken but the rigatoni with the braised chicken sugo and the dandelion and the parmesan reggie. Oh my god, it's so I I have to go. I need to go back. If only I could find somebody to do a live review of Topolino's Terrace with me. Tim Foster, I'm not gonna you haven't even been there, have you? Not being a local. <laughs> we need to fix that, number one. That's what we need to fix. Now, uh the list of mine that it is on is places I need to go see. Yes. Cause I yes, haven't seen yes. no, actually last time I was in Disney, it was still under construction. So that was, that's my experience of it. So uh, I have very little to add to this other than to ask Lou, if you need a moment to calm down. From all sorry. I get, clearly I get very excited <laughs> and I'm hungry. So. <laughs> and you're hot. Clearly you're 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 hangry. hungry. I, I'm, I'm hungry in a good way. So I don't remember yeah. who's was that mine. That was <laughs> All right, so um, so right. Tim, Zana, Scott, give me your last one on your list, and then I'll have one final question for you. At the same time? Yes. <laughs> all right, everybody. Right. Let's see if we have the same. <laughs> no. Wait, we should do that. Let's see if we all have the same one. <laughs> I'm kidding. Right, well, you, Lou, you're the boss. All right, I'll just go ahead. Uh, I wanted to give the Swan and Dolphin more love, but. No, I, I want really, you. No, I feel like I, I mentioned it so you could give them love. All right, so if you're over at the Epcot Resort area, there's these <laughs> there's an adorable pair of resorts that you might want to check. Um, I actually wanted to talk about the boardwalk, but I'll talk about the Swan and Dolphin. No, I want to talk about the boardwalk because you talked about the Swan and Dolphin in your effort to not talk about the Swan and Dolphin. Um, I I love the boardwalk nearly as much as i love the yacht and beach club and it's i think it's curious i'm not sure how to describe it i think it's i don't want to say deceiving but it's more it's one of the not what you expect resorts at least it wasn't for me because you see it 
when you are t- wandering around Crescent Lake, if you're staying at the Yacht and Beach Club or the Swan Dolphin, or if you're just wandering around the boardwalk and you see the boardwalk resort, you see all the rooms on the boardwalk. And everybody I talk to who hasn't stayed there, and I ask, why don't you stay there? Oh, it's going to be noisy. There's going to just going to hear people walking on the boardwalk. It's going to be no, 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 because there's that facade which you see, and you can certainly stay there. But there's so much more to the boardwalk behind that. The the garden villa rooms. The the, the resort goes way beyond what you see out front, and that's why. I, I say it's a little deceiving, although I don't feel that's quite the right word, but it's more than meets the eye. Let's put it that way. Like there's a lot more to the boardwalk than you would assume by just looking at it. Um, there's so many incredible details in the lobby. Uh, the, the twin, the, 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 the two chairs that remind me of the two sisters <laughs> from the shining. I just cannot get out of my head. Um, but uh but again, it's if you're before if you're a walking person and you like walking to the parks, the boardwalk has the advantage of whereas the beach club is very, very close to Epcot. So is the boardwalk. Uh, but it's also very close to the studios. If, if you're kind of in between and you want to go either way, the boardwalk's probably the most central of the two of them. So that's kind of cool if you like walking, going for that mid early morning stroll down the canal over to the studios and so forth. But um the boardwalk just has a charm all to itself, although it is keeping in with the nautical theming of the yacht and the beach club, but it has its own Atlantic city boardwalk kind of vibe. There's old, old time penny arcade movieolas and games and stuff and uh, throughout the lobbies and the hallways and stuff. And uh, it does have a rather understated lobby as most of the Epcot resorts do, but it's still incredibly beautiful. And like I th- believe the contemporary would be the only one that shares this in common with it puts its Christmas tree outside, which I think is incredible, <laughs> which I think is great at Christmas because it's, it's right out in front and everyone can see it. You can do a good shake in front of it and uh, stand by the Christmas tree when it's 95 degrees outside. There's no experience like that. <laughs> but, um, so that was on my list. And, and I love the swan and dolphin, even though I'm not allowed to. So <laughs> I still love them. Uh, I, I will just quickly say <laughs> the boardwalk. And did you not... still haven't taken me to Blue Zoo, by the way. I didn't. Nope. Well, we got to do that too. The yeah, Cantonese lobster, and the, I'm gonna. You're not. I'm not even gonna let you look at the menu. One of us is getting right. the miso glazed miro. The other one of us is getting the Cantonese lobster. I'm not gonna let you eat either of them because they're so good. I want two entrees. It's like being on a cruise, and the nitrogen sriracha tuna at the appetizer i vey it's so good you're just bringing me along for just so i don't feel like you know i'm, I'm ordering two entrees and so you i think can the throw fount- out i think so that th- wait i'm not done yet kimonos has ahead, some of the ahead, best sushi on property i think the fountain has a, a delicious hamburger and a really good buffalo chicken <laughs> salad it all comes back to food i talked about the lobby milkshakes milk so good so mm-hmm. so good but the boardwalk did not make my list. <sighs> I know. Whoops. Shocker. Shocker. Why Anybody not? else? Either thoughts on the boardwalk or Susanna, what's next on your list? Uh, well, on the boardwalk, I do love it. I kind of lumped it together with beach and yacht on my list. <laughs> but I do really love the it boardwalk at Christmas needs time. its love. No, I, I do love it. It reminds me of my grandmother's house at Christmas time because they have all those little glass ornaments and 
the music that they play reminds me of her. Anyway, um, I'm going to go with, which I guess I have to call Disney's Coronado Springs Resort and Convention Center, <laughs> but Grand <laughs> Destino Tower um, was on my list. And we kind of talked about it briefly with the similarities to Riviera as far as not being in your face Disney. Um, but when we went over there for Toledo for dinner on this recent resort tour that we did, I was reminded of how much I love it there. It's just so elegant and, but it's not stuffy. It's not like you don't feel like, Ooh, this is too fancy for me. It's just so gorgeous to look at uh, the lobby. I don't know. I just feel like I could spend hours in there and just stare at everything. The Dahlia Lounge up on the, I think it's 15th floor, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. um, with Toledo. There's so much tie-in with Salvador Dali, and um, I think I did a blog post about this when it came out, because we had been to the museum in St. Petersburg. So knowing a little bit of the backstory of Salvador Dali and seeing all of the representation of him in that resort, um, in the tower itself, um, was really interesting to me. It's, you know, if you're into art at all, I think it's definitely a place for you to walk around and explore. But the rooms were amazing as well. Um, again, that, you know, elegant, neutral kind of space versus lots of Disney theming. And I think it's a great addition. Scott, was it on your list? It was on my list. And the one thing I agree with everything she said, the only thing I'd add is the elevators there. They're just... <laughs> Or just awesome. I still haven't figured I think I'm still trying to figure them out but <laughs> no that was but no I, I loved everything about the resort um just, that was my first time seeing it when we did the tour a couple weeks ago and it was just amazing the view at the top um was um wonderful to be able to look out and just see everything you can see from that angle I just takes your breath away really it does to see to see everything from that height and looking down at all just I loved it so it was on my list. Um, I actually wrote out a list of 10 and Coronado was was on my list of 10, um, specifically Grandestino Tower and this incredible, wonderful mixture of the, the Mexican and Spanish and, and Southwest American culture sort of coming together in this single building with, again, like an Aulani, like a Riviera, those Disney touches overlaid on top of modern comforts um, with some cool, f I mean, one of the things I noticed, there's like power outlets everywhere. There's tables and, and spaces to yeah. work or play or relax both in the lobby as well as, you know, on some of these, um, you know, branched off areas from the lobby. And, and again, speaking of that lobby, that, that dramatic, um, you know, two story lobby with those Moorish lanterns, um, the lighting in there, like I, I try when I try and visit, especially a new space, I, I try and look at it uh, on many, many different levels from the decor to the theming to the, the details, the technology. And yeah, even like that, that, that spectacular lighting and the Moorish lanterns. Again, there's there's something old and something new about it. Again, the Dahlia mural, the Walt mural um, in the lobby. Dahlia Lounge is, again, I think a destination lounge as much as Toledo is a destination uh, dining location. Um, it Even when it's crowded, it doesn't feel crowded. Um, there's this interesting connection to 
Coronado Springs and again the new the arrival experience when you go in and sort of that non-traditional um, check-in area. Uh, I think that um, the Villa del Lago area and the Three Bridges Lounge is lovely. Um, again, I think it's worth going to make a specific visit. I, I love the decor of the rooms. Again, like Riviera, the lines are very clean. It's very comfortable. Uh, again, they've got the hardwood floors. They've got wonderful um, artwork on the walls. The other thing that's that bears mentioning is that um, Grand Destino has a club level in what is technically... You know, the, the lines are getting very blurred between what's a moderate, what's a deluxe resort, because this there there's a um, the Kronos Club is um, if you have a club level access room, which is the first time they're giving it in this level of resort, is this wonderful, intimate, relaxing, comfortable space um, that, again, if you want to have a place to go away, if you want some of the benefits of concierge level, you're able to get it at this resort. Um I was sort of back and forth between this and Riviera in terms of which I I was sort of leaning towards more. Maybe Riviera was just sort of, you know, the the most recent visit. Maybe that was why it was freshest in my mind, although we did get a chance to eat at Toledo as well. But I think if I had to choose to stay personally one versus the other, I think I would choose Riviera. I think I would stay in Riviera over Coronado. Uh, so just very quickly, were there any other ones that you had on your list that we didn't touch on? Just sort of blurt them out. Um, I think you skipped over somebody. Did I skip over somebody? Yeah, you did. That's Who did I skip over? Me. Oh, my God. I'm so bad at this. Sorry. I got really I got your back, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank about you so much, Tim. At least somebody you, cares you, about me here. You got it. Since you're talking all about resorts I haven't been to yet. So. Now I'm going to take my sweet time, Lou. Bring <laughs> this one out there. So actually, um, I do have one more resort, and it's not one we touched on. And I'm going to say I said something earlier that I'm going to correct with this one. Because when I said Art of Animation, I did mention Toy Story. And Toy Story area is not at Art of Animation. It's actually at All-Star Movies, which was actually one that is on my list for a couple reasons. Uh, One, it's sentimental to me because when Michelle and I got married in 2008, and she brought me to Disney, and I was not a Disney fan. That's where we stayed uh, when we got here. Actually, we didn't even have a reservation. (laughs) We flew down here from Michigan. We rented a car and drove to all-star movies. Suzanne and, and I are looking at each other like, wow, are we friends with this person? <laughs> I know. I was. She was the fan. She's the one that sucked me in and got me all And look at you now. And, I know. <laughs> Talk about it. 12 years. Look what all happened. Um, but it's just, there's something about that resort. Just for me, it brought back a lot of memories when we toured it uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, the one thing I liked now, when we stayed there, in 08 and we actually stayed there again in 09 we came back um the rooms were double beds and again i'm six foot three 280 pounds i don't fit in a double bed at least not comfortably uh they just upgraded all the rooms to queen size beds which i thought was a a nice upgrade across the property and they're going to do that at all the all-stars uh they've restructured the room to where it has that same dining room table type thing they had at the car suite at art of animation where the other bed pulls down so you have more room in your room now because that bed is not down there all the time Uh, They have the Fantasia pool, which is just something about, I love seeing Sorcerer Mickey in the middle of the pool um, with the brooms behind him and everything all around it. Um, I I just love it. It's a great resort. It's, and it's very affordable. 
I mean, it, we talked about Art of Animation being an affordable resort. That one's even more affordable, I believe. I believe it's even a little bit less. You talked about Art of Ma- Animation almost being like a value plus. Um, even the values at Disney are a good value, and you still get all the Disney amenities you get anywhere else. And if you are the type of person like we were that we came down here and we were at the rope drop and we were there till the goodnight kiss, <laughs> we were there. Our room was really more for sleeping. We might take it half a day here to go sit by the pool or something like that. But that resort, there's actually still a lot of stuff to see and do there as well as sleep there and be comfortable enough with your family. As long as you don't have adult children with you, <laughs> you can make it work. And um, I really enjoyed staying there and it just brought me back so much memory when we were there just last week or two weeks ago. Um, and seeing it again and walking around the grounds and just, I love it. Just, it meant something to me personally. So I, like that. Uh, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, I, I have, uh, I, I like that resort too. Again, theming and again, it, it starts at $99 depending on when you go. So uh, when you talk about affordability and being budget conscious, if only there was a book about 102 ways to save money for that Walt Disney world now available on Amazon and, other <laughs> retailers um Lou, you dropped the plug there. i'm sorry i didn't mean to um okay so now very quickly any other <laughs> last mentions that you want to quickly add to our list how about the most beautiful lobby in all of walt disney world are you going to beautiful go, are you going to go to the one that was on my list that did not get mentioned world of sports yeah where so timmy foster you threw it out there where is the most beautiful lobby in walt disney world oh it's absolutely at the grand floridian resort and spa where we've shared many a lunch at the grand floridian uh at a cafe um Am I allowed to talk about it or are we going around the horn here? Because, you know. I mean, make it quick, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's pretty. It's expensive. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Home to one of the most. Now, I, I, it's if nothing else, we love the Grand Floridian because of that lobby, because of uh, at Christmas especially it's beautiful, but even not at Christmas, we'll go listen to the – Grand Floridian Society Orchestra or the piano player in the lobby. The great place to relax, especially you had a having a long day at the Magic Kingdom, take a break, hop on the monorail, take a launch boat over. Just so many places to sit and relax. You might even see a Princesses too come around and for an impromptu ball. And uh, uh get so many eating options there, which are that's a show into itself. But um uh the re- Grand Floridian gets my nod just for the lobby and all the moments we've spent just relaxing there, even if we weren't staying. Now am I allowed to ask if Susanna or Scott have any <laughs> any last uh, last wow, mentions? Geez. Well, on my list, I had that we didn't get to the Polynesian. Yeah. I'm which, surprised. You know, yeah, I'm I surprised think, nobody mentioned it. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory. I don't have to really go into it. You guys know why. It's a good resort. Um, Also on my list was Old Key West and Saratoga Springs. I kind of lumped those two together because Old Key West, um, we often stayed there when we had all of the kids together in one place and my mom at one point. Um, They're larger than the more modern DVC properties. So you have like a little bit more space. It's very secluded again. And there's so many little trails and things like that at Old Key West. 
lots of stuff to do there and not leave the resort. Um, Saratoga Springs has a special place in my heart because I used to stay at the vacation villas back in the 80s. <laughs> and that is what's there now. <laughs> um, but the Treehouse Villas are still there. And yeah. I've never been inside of one and I hope to someday. So that's all I really have to say. <laughs> I think they're cool. Scott? Actually, I actually had Saratoga on my list. So that's the only one I don't think we mentioned. Um, and it's mostly because I've never stayed there. I've seen the rooms. I had a friend who stayed there and we got to see the room once. Very nice. Um, but I want to stay at the Treehouse Suite just one time. I just want to say I stayed back there. Um, <laughs> I'll never be able to afford to stay back there. So if we could take up a GoFundMe and raise the money, I would love to do that. <laughs> um, but that was the only thing that was missing off my list. Yeah, I've stayed at the Treehouse Villas. They're super cool, man. They're super cool. And I stayed I stayed in the Treehouse Villas like way back before your kids were born, like oh, with what? my mom before and dad. Did like, them? So you got all the 70s goodness out I of them? I did. So I saw like the OG Villas and then I saw the, so jealous. the very nicely refurbished Villas uh, as well. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't, uh, I had Polynesian on my list. I figured somebody else was going to get to it for a variety of reasons. Um but so my the, the last question that I had for you, right? So we touched on a lot. We had a lot of agreement. If you had to not do a top 10 list, but if you had to, if we had to pull together, would it be possible for us to pull together a top, in no necessarily particular order, a top two or a top three resorts at Walt Disney World? Like ones that you think have to be on that list, no doubt about it. So I'll ask you, is Wilderness Lodge on that list is wilderness lodge one of the top three without question again i'm not talking that's specifically about budget but for theming location amenities decor rooms dining is it deserving of being a top three walt disney world resort absolutely I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking at Scott and Susanna's face, and it's, they're not. I don't think it's number one. <laughs> I didn't say it's number one. Choice here. <laughs> I feel like Lou's trying to lead us. No, I, yeah. He's so put us okay, up for a week and everyone. So what else? What do you think? Right, and this might be a question we're not going to be able to resolve. This will be a good question for you, the listener, to help us sort of um, come up with. Is there a resort or a couple of resorts that you think are without question have to be on a top three Walt Disney World resort list? If is the contemporary Riviera is what? If you can afford it, the Riviera. Wow. Wow. Look at you pulling the Riviera out. I, I loved the resort. I thought it was one. And usually I'm not Are you in love one. with it because I'm... it's it's the it's the new girlfriend, right? It's the bright shiny no. object. <laughs> no, no, I mean no, it's not that. It's it's everything we talked about though, the food, the view. Um, location, um, the amenities, the pool there, just everything comes together there. And I think it just offers a lot. Um, and when, when they first built it and, um, this was my first time seeing it actually when we went a couple weeks ago, I didn't think I would like it because usually I don't like the, the more elegant ones. I mean, I'm not that way. I'm more the give me pizza and a Pepsi and I'm good to go. And so I walked into this place thinking, okay, I don't think I'm going to like it, but I'm going to try it. And I walked in there and it was just, it blew my expectations out of the water. I mean, just the, the room we had was just fantastic. The food we had was wonderful. The view from Topolino's Terrace and out on the patio, just amazing. And it's one of those things that you're not going to just be able to see anywhere else. You're not going to be able to get that view from up there and watching the Skyliner go back and forth and see the other resorts in the distance. And you see fireworks over at Epcot going off. You see Star Wars fireworks at Hollywood. I mean, it's just, you get to see so much from up there 
and it's it's a good that spot to me would compete with the spot at California Grill looking into the Magic Kingdom um, that you could see you get your views of those that are just amazing views um, that you don't get anywhere else. That's you know, if you I'm, think if you think it, love it now, Scott. Where do you try the rigatoni? <laughs> oh, <laughs> with that, you get with off that, the rigatoni already. I had the sauce. <laughs> With so the garlic the and good. the onion and oh, hey, Dios mio, you didn't talk so about good. the bread they brought out too. I did. The bread I they brought out was fantastic. And the dips and the things. Um, At least we got you off the beignets for a while. So, I listen. I would take the rigatoni <laughs> over the beignets any day and twice whoa, on Sundays. Whoa, whoa, whoa. sorry, oh. sorry. I live that's and die a, by that rigatoni. A, that's a big statement. Though. I know. It is big. I know. Even the spicy hash you had the next day. Yeah, yeah. The rigatoni was that good. Um, yeah, so I mean, and I know Tim, you haven't stayed there, but you know, Susanna, like again, as somebody who's been going to Disney World for decades and has seen, you know, does it does Riviera is it one of the best of the best of the best? Um, we might that is it it it's okay if we're not in full agreement. This is part of the yeah. fun of the list. It's a it's a difficult question because as much as I love Riviera and I do love Riviera, I would want to live there. I don't think it's necessarily in the same category even as something like a magic kingdom resort as far you know for like a first time visitor i don't know it's so hard because i feel like either the contemporary or the polynesian would be like has the to be on the list of you know i don't know it's so hard <laughs> and wilderness lodge i do love like that was the first one that you brought up again but I love it for the lobby and like the theming and not necessarily the rooms. Like the rooms are like the bottom of the reasons I love it. So it's really, really hard to choose. Tim, is there one for you that you just feel has to be on this list? Yeah, you, you brushed me off pretty good. No, I was saving the best for last. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what I'll add? This is a great, you know why this is a great question? Because it's impossible to answer. Exactly. It really and, is. And that's I will the whole say, point. This is, the, uh, Tim, this is the payoff. This is the big climactic ending where I ask right, you the I'm impossible gonna, question. I'm, I'm going to deliver. So I think that's, that question embodies what is so great about all the Walt Disney World resorts. Because you have un, pretty much unlimited possibilities of what you can experience. Whether You kind of said it. How can you say the top three? You're talking the top three in elegance. Are you talking food are you talking convenience are you talking that quintessential disney experience are you talking about a, a palatial uh, home away from home five-star experience i don't know how can you compare one to the other and that's the beauty of it you don't have to because you get all of this at walt disney you have your choice of experiencing it the way you want to and everybody we just heard we all have our own favorite resorts for a variety of reasons. A lot of them are personal and a lot of them are nostalgic. Um, but again, whether it's a value consideration or you want the Disney experience or you want to be a short walk away from your favorite park, that's the beauty of it. You can't whittle it down to three. How can you do that? Which was the whole point of asking. Go. See, this is the only thing I learned in law school, right? The whole point of asking <laughs> Don't ask the, right, was to ask this question. And and certainly it's one I want you, the listener. And, and the point of this show was that we wanted you to be introduced to ones that might not have been on your radar before. Because I think for some people, Walt Disney World 
they have a favorite resort that that literally is a home away from home. Look, the old Key West, there's a the old Key West people, man, they love old Key West and that's where they're gonna stay, and that will always be the place. But I wanted to introduce you to places that might not have been on the radar because I think you're right. I think all of these resorts offer true one-of-a-kind experiences that are immersive, not just in theming and lobby, but but even in dining, dare I say, transformative experiences. I think Fort Wilderness and Wilderness Lodge and Animal Kingdom Lodge and Art of Animation, they are, you know, where you stay really impacts um, your vacation. And the fact that you have the options and the opportunity to stay in, you know, Global destinations like a safari camp in Africa, the French Quarter of New Orleans, the the Caribbean, the waterways of the French Riera, or sort of dive into those Disney-fied fantasy worlds that we've seen on screen like Radiator Springs and the Big Blue Pool or a pirate-themed room with galleon beds at Caribbean Beach, which nobody talked about either. Um, You know, the advantages to staying on Walt Disney World property are not just the magic bands and transportation and, and things like that. It's what each of these affords you. And I look, I know, I'm sure we all do. We know people that visit Walt Disney world and will do they'll resort hop, you know, and go from one to the next. And Disney does a great job of just leaving your bags there and they will sort of automatically show up at your next resort. Uh, I would certainly suggest, look, if you're going to, if you're going to stay at, you know, all-star sports and grand floridian i'd probably start at all-star sports and end off at grand floridian rather than (laughs) the other way around um but there is no wrong answer right they're all wonderful in their own special ways some even more so because of the rigatoni but i'm not going to get into that again but i really do want to hear from you my friend that's been sitting here with us talking about the things that we love about all the res- these resorts. I want to know what your favorite is or what is your top two or your top three resorts and why. And be part of the community and conversation by going to www.radio.com slash community. I'll post a link to this week's show there and really have the conversation there. And maybe we can come up with some sort of a voting process and see if we can come up collectively with a top three uh, Walt Disney World resorts. At the very least, it'll make for a fun, civil uh, conversation and discussion about it. Uh, But I want to thank you guys for sharing your thoughts and your insights. um, And Tim, some of the other stuff you shared too. Thank you for sharing that with me uh, tonight. This is always a lot of fun. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go and visit these again, eat at some of the places that we haven't been to in, uh, in a long time. And in the meantime, Scott, uh, sorry, Susanna, then Scott, then Timmy Foster, where other than at Topolino's Terrace, trying to get your mitt out of my rigatoni, where can people find you on the internets? Did you say me first? I I, I always ladies first. My dad raised me right. It's always ladies first. <laughs> uh, I can be found at xanaland.com, uh, xanaland on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I also have a podcast now a as what? well with that oh. Scott Otis guy that used to hang around with you every now and then <laughs> called Up the Waterfall, which you can find by searching for that on iTunes or just go to Xanaland and there's links there. So. 
there you go. Awesome. Scott? What was that? Uh, you can find me at themainstreetmouse.com, um, also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Main Street Mouse, and on Twitter, just Main Street Mouse. And little Timmy Foster, where can we find you? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Other than lurking in the bushes at the Red Roof Inn on 192, where else would where else could we find you? Well, let's see. Over at celebrationspress.com, our, I'm actually putting the finishing touches on our newest issue, which is going to be all Rise of the Resistance, uh, the upcoming Mulan movie, the new Epcot Disney films, or Epcot films, World Showcase films. So all kinds of good stuff. We're starting a podcast, too. Everybody's get jumping on the podcast bandwagon. This is great. Maybe we should do one together. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, I'm very much a rookie. So, again, you can find a link to that over at celebrationspress.com. I was so happy when I managed to find it on Spotify <laughs> to my daughter and said, look what I did. <laughs> so, um, real quick, another thing we started and I'm actually working on, our new website, wdwcupcakes.com, where we celebrate the sweeter side of Disney. I am. We decided 2020 was the year of the Disney princess, so we're doing Disney-themed cupcakes throughout the year. Me. Myself, I am making a Mulan cupcake tonight and tomorrow, which we'll post a video on. So wish me luck, everybody, because the first one I did kind of collapsed in the oven. So, um, But it's it's all about the magic. And I, I think we're on Instagram, Facebook, but I don't know. So you can find out on our website. I thought you were going to say that 2020. I don't know about all these internets and stuff. I thought you were going to say 2020 was the year of the cupcake, and I was going to get excited, but... I know, well, I was... it's all... Every year is the year every of year. the cupcake. This is the year of the princess cupcake. It's also, by the way, the year of the... We're going on a World Showcase cupcake tour, too. That's a whole other... Actually, there's great cupcakes. Um, who mentioned uh, All-Star Movies? Oh, oh right? The they got like menu this... in those cupcakes. Yeah. yeah. The so... secret menu was there, too, remember? Yeah. Lots of good stuff, oh. man. Uh, lots of good stuff. And again, it, it is always best enjoyed and savored when it is shared with friends and Tim. So, Timmy Foster, Susanna Otis, and Scott Atwood, thank you guys for joining me on this uh, resort adventure this evening. It was so fun hanging out with some of Lou's friends. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, if we can't agree on one resort to go to, if I could take you and treat you to dinner right now, anywhere on property, where would we go? Quick. I want rigatoni. There you go. <laughs> I wouldn't say no to Topolinos for sure. I don't want any part of Rigatoni. I want to go to. <laughs> uh, I want to go to Blue Zoo and have this. normally be time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week. Instead, I want to once again give you an opportunity to enter for a chance to win $100 in Disney gift cards and you don't need to know trivia, remember lyrics to listen to the land, or know what year a random now extinct attraction opened because all you need to do to enter to win is what I've been saying all along which is to help spread the word. It's easy, it's fun, you can enter more than once And you're also helping the show and maybe even introducing some of your friends to the podcast and the community as well. So here's how it's going to work. 
because all I'm asking you to do is once again, help spread the word. And this week, it's really easy and kind of up to you because here's how it's going to work. Every time that you help literally spread the word about WW Radio, you'll be entered for a chance to win $100 in Disney gift cards. You can use them to save up for your next trip, spread it when you're there, just online, try a meal at a new restaurant, a special souvenir for yourself or somebody special. So how do you go about spreading the word? Well, there's lots of ways, and I want to, like I said, make things as easy as possible for you. I posted an image in the WW Radio community group on Facebook at www.radio.com slash community. That's our box people group. And all you need to do is share it. And here's how. You can download it and share it on your blog, on Twitter, or even share that post or create your own on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest. The more the better, because every time you share it, that's counted as an entry. And be sure to tag me if you can and use hashtag WW Radio so I can find it. So you can chat about the show on Facebook, tweet about it, post on your Instagram, any place in time you spread the word about the show, that counts as an entry. I'll then randomly select one spread the word entry, and to make sure that I see it, simply tell me how and where you've shared it in the comment section on that original post on Facebook, and then you're entered to win, right? So I want to make sure that I see it, so come back and post on Facebook a link, if you can, to where you shared it or even a screenshot just to make sure that I count any or all of your entries. And as always, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast at www.radio.com slash podcast. Obviously, you have to be part of the community over at www.radio.com slash community. Like the post, comment there. Again, if you can tag a friend, even better. Again, this is all about helping to spread the word, not just to help the show, but it really does help spread the word about our community, our family that exists, not just in the Facebook group, but whether we communicate on Instagram or email at a meet of the month or email or private message. Again, this is really about uh, strengthening this already amazing community. So the contest runs until Sunday, February 16th. So I'm giving you two weeks for a couple of reasons. One, I think this could be a lot of fun. And two, this coming week, we do have our WW Radio community cruise out of New Orleans on the Disney Wonder. So make sure you stay tuned for photos and videos and stories and live broadcasts from there. So you have until Sunday, February 16th at 11.59 p.m. I will post all these rules in Facebook again at www.radio.com slash community. So good luck, have fun, and thank you. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so very much for taking the time to tune in this and every week for helping to spread the word and being part of the WW Radio community and family. To join the Box People group on Facebook, it's fun, free, family-friendly, and, of course, drama-free as well. You can go to www.radio.com slash community, be part of the community and the conversation. Come by, talk about this week's show, ask a question, or just participate in some of the ongoing discussions. Speaking of community, I also want to thank all of the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family and how much I appreciate your support and your friendship and help and also love being able to give back to you each and every month. I want to thank some of the new and longtime members of the Nation family, including Michelle Hull, Jeffrey Riccio, and Eddie, Laura Sleeper, Tracy Arthur, Chris Anderson, Dave Toast, and Janet and Gary Zerilli. Thank you so, so very much. If you want to find out how you can not only help the show 
but also get exclusive rewards every month, including monthly scavenger hunts. We have our own private Facebook group, custom Magic Band covers, there's logo gear, t-shirts, care packages from Walt Disney World, exclusive live video group calls, early access and special discounts to special events and more. You can visit www.radio.com slash support. Again, it's completely optional, very much appreciated. And it's not only a great way for you to help the show and support WW Radio, but don't forget that a portion of the proceeds of your contributions go to our Dream Team project to directly benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. In addition to being part of the community on Facebook, please don't forget to visit the website over at www.radio.com. We have an amazing team of blog writers that are putting out content all the time. You can also check out some of our videos, subscribe to our email newsletter for exclusive content, contests, offers, updates, and information, and more. It's completely free, and you also get my free 102 things you need to do in Walt Disney World at least once when you subscribe. And you can find all these at www.radio.com. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the show about maybe an upcoming trip, vacation planning, history, or trivia, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com. Or if you want to be heard on the air, you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. You can also connect with me directly on social. I'm at Lou Mangiello on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. And please be sure to like the WW Radio page on Facebook at obviously facebook.com slash WW Radio. And of course, while I love connecting with you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. Our next meet of the month is going to be Saturday, February 22nd. That's over Princess Marathon weekend. I won't be running. I'll be out there cheering, but we'll also do a non-running. I promise there's no exercise involved in the meets of the month. Go to www.radio.com slash events. I'll be sharing in the next day or two exactly when and where you can come to the meet of the month, whether you come alone, bring the whole family. It's fun, family-friendly, completely free, and it's a great way, again, to meet one another and exchange a handshake and a hug, because I'm a hugger. And also stay tuned for other meetups, not necessarily in Walt Disney World, but on the road as I travel to speak at conferences and to events. I'll be possibly doing a meetup in March in San Diego when I'm out speaking for Social Media Marketing World. And if you visit lumangelo.com, you can find out One, how I can help to maybe speak at your conference or to your event or to your school, including lessons on customer service, learn from Disney, social media, live video, podcasting, community as well, as including topics specifically crafted and geared towards your business, your industry, or even your school. I'd also love the opportunity to work with you individually or even small groups to help you turn what you love into what you do. I believe this idea of turning your passion into your profession with personal mentoring, group coaching, and live in-person events, including my Momentum Weekend Workshop in Walt Disney World this fall and my Momentum Weekend Retreat, also in Walt Disney World this summer. The retreat is June 12th through the 14th, and the Weekend Workshop is going to be October 17th and 18th with an optional 10-person Mastermind Monday. I'll have more details as well as a link to special early bird pricing. I will be releasing tickets this week, and the events have and will sell out once again. Again, the retreat is June 12th through the 14th, the weekend workshop is October 17th to 18th. For more information, visit lumangelo.com. Thanks as always to Becky Mankin and the entire team over at Mouse Fan Travel. You know that they're not only my official and recommended travel provider, whether you're going to any Disney destination or any place on the planet, they will give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, all at no cost to you. I use them. I recommend them because it's who I trust, which is why I share that with you. You can find them over at mousefantravel.com. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, 
Again, all I ask is that if you like the show, please continue to help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share on Facebook. Now this week you have a chance to win $100 in Disney gift cards. And if you can, just out of the goodness of your heart, please take a couple minutes to rate and review the show over in iTunes. Every single review matters. I want to thank some of the recent reviewers like Serena Morph, who says, totally checking out The Wave. Lou, thank you for doing the review of The Wave. My family and I are going to check out Late Night After a Day in Magic Kingdom. Looking forward to doing it on our upcoming trip in 2020. Always listening. The Japan review is incredible. Oh, I love Japan. And I love The Wave, too. Go for breakfast, also. Cincy Disney Teach says, I have this feeling of belonging I used to try and hide my obsession with all things Disney, but after finding the community Lewis created, actually you guys created it, uh, I have felt more myself and free to express my obsession than ever before. His excitement and kindness exude from each and every episode, especially about the food. She says, he definitely makes you feel like you've been friends for years, even if you've never met. I never knew how many people were like me until I ran across the podcast. It always makes me feel like I'm sitting around the table with him, and each episode helps me get through the time between my trips. Since he Disney Teach, that's exactly how I want you to feel. Uh, Alina T64 says, I love WW Radio. Such a good podcast. So much information for the biggest Disney fans. I've learned so many cool things. Also, the food reviews are so good, and I've tried a few of the places on my last trip, and they did not disappoint. I love listening to the new episodes and going back and listening to the older ones. I started listening around episode 550, and I'm slowly making my way through them all, which is super easy because the topics don't repeat. Never have, never will, by the way. Can't wait for the future of WW Radio. And DWK, the second, says it's a great podcast. WW Radio is one of the best Disney podcasts out there, especially from an edu-infotainment perspective. Lou has a wealth of knowledge about the Disney parks, and he shares that information freely. Definitely a must-listen to for any fan of the Walt Disney World Resorts. And the restaurants therein. So DWK, the second, as well as Cincy, Disney Teach, Alina T64, and Serena Morph. Thank you guys so very much for taking the time to rate and review the show. Again, just search for WW Radio in iTunes. Or if you go to www.com slash iTunes, I give you a link and instructions exactly how and where to do it. I, I can't tell you when I read these on the show, this is really the first time that I'm reading through them what they mean to me and what you mean to me. And I, when I say you, I mean you individually as well as you collectively as a community. You know, I talked last week about making a positive difference in the world. You have made such a positive difference in my life and I think the lives of the people who are part of this WW Radio. Again, it's, it's more than community. It's family. Um, and I was thinking a lot about you, like not in a weird way, but you and what this all means to me and what you mean to me. And this is a time of year for me that that's um, busier in terms of speaking, where I go to a lot of events or speak to groups or, or even students. And I hear a lot of people talking about, it's all about the numbers. It's about the growth. It's about, you know, measuring th- from vanity metrics. And, and I try and explain that that's not you know, who I am or what I care about. I believe in in focusing on the people who are already there. And, and I don't want to do or try to or expect to be all things to all people, right? I don't, it's not about having everybody in the community. It's about having the right people in the community. And I think that we're all magnets for the kind of people that we want to attract, right? That's why the Facebook community is so important and it's close and it's strong and it's because of you, because I think we're all alike, Um 
And I realize how some of the things, really all the things that I do in my life are so deliberate and so intentional in terms of the choices and the way I do look at things, right? So even, for example, on the show and the way I approach Disney, right? I, I love this place. Why? Like, it still makes me happy, right? I talk about the things on the show that make me happy and hopefully make you happy as well. And yeah, maybe I'm a glass half full, always look on the bright side of life kind of guy, but isn't that what it's all about, right? So, and maybe that's not for everybody. Maybe that's not everybody's cup of tea, and that's totally cool, right? Because I realized that I choose the good, right? Not just in Disney, but in everything I do, right? Does that make sense? Like, if I go to a movie, if I go to a show, if it's something I spend money on to enjoy myself, why not try and find the good in it? Like, even if something's not perfect, right? Nothing is perfect. Disney's not perfect. Not every movie is perfect. Not every meal is perfect. But I choose to find the good, right? I find the good. And I hope you choose the good. And it doesn't mean that I'm blind or ignorant to that everything is not perfect, right? I I get it and I understand it, but I choose to see the good, especially if there's something that I'm specifically going out to try and enjoy. Why would I try and focus on the negative parts of it? And I will tell you, like making that conscious, maybe subconscious, deliberate choice that I made many years ago to sort of approach things that way has had a profound impact on me. Like, I'm happier, I'm more content, I have this sense of joy and wonder and fun in everything I do, and I don't know why I'm I'm telling you this or sharing this other than the fact that I want you to feel that way too. So I hope you do like go out and approach things. I hope you do choose the good. And I guess I never realized it, it is my internal monologue and, and silent mantra that I feel And maybe if you try it, um, you might be just a little bit happier as well. And that's why I do this show. That's why I share what I share at the end. And that's why I want to help you any way I can. So hashtag, right? Choose the good. Choose the good this week. Um, And then let me know how um, how that might impact and affect you. Thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. So until next time. Hey, Lou. It's Julie Guevara from Spring, Texas. I just wanted to give you a quick call and let you know what my top experiences are that I'm looking forward to for 2020. Um, But but first off, I just wanted to drop this in your voicemail. Listening to episode 575 with you and Becky, um, I love the nightlife. I love to boogie. Of course, that is Alicia Bridges and love at first bite. And that was such a great memory for me. And um, my dad and watching George Hamilton is just amazing. I knew exactly where you were going with that. But anyway, my top um, top five uh, for 2020 is I am so looking forward to Drawn to Life. I'm excited about Mickey's Runaway Railway. I'm super excited if this makes it into the 2020 year to ride Tron. Um, but the two biggest things that I'm looking forward to for 2020 is that my son and I are going to be moving down sometime this summer for him to start high school, and uh, being that we're on episode 575, I just, I, after listening to countless podcasts, when I listen to a couple of the uh, milestone po- podcasts, like 400, 500, 300, it was such an exciting episode and such a milestone, and it dawned on me that I could potentially be in Orlando 
when you are doing potentially something to commemorate episode 600. So um, those are my top uh, things that I'm looking forward to 2020. I hope everyone has a great week. It's Friday um, for me. Uh, well, it's Friday and it's the weekend, so looking forward to a relaxing weekend and just doing some things. Um, but anyway, just wanted to call and leave that information with you and hope everyone's doing well. Look forward to hopefully seeing people at the end of the month. Um, in February. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, Lou. It's Christine Morrison from Flower Town, PA. I'm listening to episode 33. I am almost done. It's you and Jeff Pepper, and it's just a couple shows away from the 25th um, anniversary of Epcot, and you guys are talking about um, Epcot today versus its original concept by Walt and um, and whether purists, you know, really don't want any of the um, franchises, franchise movies in the pavilions and it takes away from the original concept and like Nemo and Friends and Frozen and Soarin and, you know, does all that really fit into Epcot's vision and I think that the answer is, in what we always talk about, is everything's constantly evolving at Disney, and it has to evolve with the guests. And in order to get all those young people to appreciate Epcot, I think it was a brilliant idea to incorporate some of the movies into the pavilions because that gets the younger kids and the younger generation in there learning because they're learning no matter what you cannot walk through Epcot without learning something whether you want to or not you try your hardest not to learn something and you tell me if you were successful no matter what you'll walk through Epcot or World Showcase and you will come out of there learning something so I don't think the movies take away from that I think they enhance it and add to the excitement for everybody um I love Epcot. It is my, oh, I want to say it's my favorite park, but then I think about all the others, and they're all my favorite parks. I love them all for different reasons. Um, I think what's happening with Epcot is very, very exciting. I'm so psyched to see where it goes. And it's so much fun listening back to your episodes and all of your guys' predictions as to what was, the future would hold. And it's amazing that there's no way you could ever have imagined where we would be at uh, 12 years later from that episode. But Take care, everybody. Uh, have a wonderful week. It's Wednesday afternoon. See you guys in the box. Make somebody smile. Bye. Good morning, Lou. This is Kenny D. from beautiful Marysville, Michigan. Today I'm calling you from the Walt Disney World Resort. We met back in April 2016 at Epcot at the uh, Star Wars Dark Side Marathon Weekend. Of course, handshake and a hug. But today, I wanted to call and tell you about what I did yesterday here at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, there is no race weekend currently going on, but I made my own race weekend. Normally, I do all the virtual Star Wars uh, run Disney events at home or, you know, somewhere closer to home. This year, uh did it here <laughs> at the resort. So, uh, about yesterday morning, about... 5 a.m., uh, got up from our hotel room here at the All-Star Movie Resort, 
ran to all-star music, ran to all-star sports, uh, went up the road, past Blizzard Beach, past Winter Summerland, mini golf, over to Coronado Springs, behind Grandestino Tower, uh, across all the bridges, and got on a bus going over to Hollywood Studios. And then from there, ran along the water, ran back to the Swan and Dolphin, to the Boardwalk, ran all the way up to the uh, um, the Skyliner Gateway, up against the uh, entrance to Epcot. Uh, did a few laps around the Boardwalk, actually, as other runners were starting to join in. And uh, kind of just came back. And by the time I made it back to Hollywood Studios, I was at 13.1. So I completed my 2020 Star Wars Virtual Half Marathon at the parks. And then after that, slowly walked to Ohana for for waffles. Now, it's an accomplishment. I'm very happy with the way it turned out. But the real winner, my pregnant wife, who slept the whole time in the hotel room. Have a great day, everyone. Lou, keep up the great job. Love the podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Darlene Nagy, formerly of West Seneca, New York. And I'm sitting outside on a beautiful day after the cold spell we had. It's about uh, 70 degrees probably, and it's just got a nice breeze and sunshine. And I'm calling in to say you have 178 days until the ADD Wyoming trip. That's going to be so much fun. And about two weeks until that cruise out of New Orleans. You guys got a lot going on, and then we have the Princess Weekend coming up in February and Star Wars um, Half Marathon coming up in April that I'm doing the 5K. So I cannot wait for all these new adventures coming on and can't wait for the meat of the month to be full force for 2020. Uh, We're almost close to February. Have a wonderful, magical day and stay positive like Lou always says. Love and hugs, everyone. (laughs) 